0: You remember that episode of Eighteen where Murdoch is like trying, is like talking about how he wants to swim with fishes, and Mr. T at the end is like, "Shut up, fool! You ain't no fish." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Weirdly, I do.
0: Hey, everybody! Welcome back to Musical Squares. <laughs> That was a strong start. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> Sorry, I actually had something in my throat. Everybody, welcome back to Musical Squares. This is the podcast where four friends sit around, talk about an album, review it, and rank it. Um, yeah, uh, my name is Nick. Dennis. Dennis. Max. Brett. And this week, we are talking about Nas's debut album, Illmatic. Uh,
2: uh, first, I have a question. Is it Nas or is it Nos?
1: It's Nas? It's Nas. Nas. Okay. Nasdy Nas. Nasty Nas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, you, you know what? You just pointed out a flaw in his name. It's either Nasty Nas, yeah, or Nasdy Nas. <laughs> yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> by that, by
1: that logic, yeah. Most. That's most of what I thought about listening. <laughs> like
0: to <this>. Nasdy Nas. <laughs> that was the thought. Just, just picking at your brain the whole time that doesn't work. You're like,
1: what is he talking
0: about? He can't be Nasty Nas. But yeah, he should should really take rap advice from me. (laughs) It hasn't worked out. hasn't worked out for him so well.
1: (sighs) Well, If if we're being honest, though, about his career, it really took a nosedive at a couple points. Didn't he get real sneaky after this one for a while? Not immediately after this, but I
0: think he had some lower points. But I mean, like he's also like come back, and he's also like he's he's come back a few
1: times. Yeah, he's super successful though
0: in other endeavors.
1: I think too. Not as successful as his arch nemesis Jay Z. He's his arch <laughs> dude. He seems Are we going to talk about their feud today? That I'll happened mention years that. later. Yeah. Nas seems like the kind. They're of like super good friends now, though. Are they really? Yeah. He works for good him. for them. He works for him. Yeah. I guess we know who won. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, Jay Z is definitely more of like a, a mogul. But I, I would... More
1: never,
0: of? <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, he is one. But no, I would I would argue, though... Still, I mean, well, fuck, this is a whole other thing. But I was going to say, I'd argue that Nas is a better rapper.
1: Nas seems like I, the kind of rapper who's like, uh, popular rappers love this guy. Like, he's a he's rapper. He's your favorite rapper's rapper, yeah. He's a rapper's rapper. N- that type of thing. Nas was
2: always... He yeah. was, like, prevalent growing up, you know? He was like, he's the smart one.
0: Yeah, I always, uh, I always knew his name... But I was hard pressed to like remember a lot of the tracks. I remember, um, Ether, like his, uh, that was like the big diss track he did to Jay Z. Like I guess I'm gonna f- come out
1: and say, Fuck Jay Z. That's
0: how that song starts.
1: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I vaguely remember that one. Um, the, the, one it is, that, it's it's really good. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I, <laughs> I remember growing up like middle school, pretty sure it was just like only middle school. And then I just, totally checked out, but like MTV had Sucker Freak Countdown. I think it was on Sundays. Every time I'd watch that, like Nas was always kind of like a revered artist. And I think the like main song that they were plugging at the time was Made You Look. And I thought that was a pretty good one. Yeah. But that's the yeah. only song of his I ever really knew. And well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, like, a, but no, but this is relevant for like our 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 background knowledge. on. So we just
1: go straight into that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, like,
0: um. Yeah, I mean, like, like I already said, I mean, like, I kind of already, I always knew his name, but he wasn't one of those guys that I had, like, a, a very specific song that stuck out. Like, I remember Ether just because I think maybe the first time I heard of Nas was in, like, a MTV or VH1, like, mini-documentary about their feud. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, like, Right after they ended it, though, because they, like, performed together at, like, this big, like, open-air, like, festival concert. And, like, With Jay-Z? Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't know they had a feud. It was a big thing Should for we? Uh, years. Really? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I, I, I didn't. Should we
2: explain what MTV and VH1 are? <laughs>
1: <laughs> for the fucking millennials. No, we're the millennials. We're the millennials. What? For you the fucking it for the, Zoomers? I don't know. The, G, the Gen Z. I was God, kidding. God, I it was think we're the bad guys. I think those are the ones. <laughs>
2: uh, MTV was music television. It's still around. I think people know what it is. You think? It's just reality probably. shows.
1: Hey, kids! Back when we were kids, they actually played music. You know what? You know what is weird though is
0: like you know people people all, kind of. people always said that when we were kids it was more MTV Cribs. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. People always said that when we were kids and they barely played music. So I don't really know if they ever played much music, to be honest. But I knew it for Pimp My Ride. Yeah. yeah, it was like Pimp My Ride, in but Cribs. that was VH1. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. They all blend together. I watched a video recently on Pimp My Ride and like the reality like behind that show and how fucked up it was. Pretty sure VH1 was like mostly those. The taxes. It was like. the uh, taxes. It was like this show like screwed over people.
2: Oh. <laughs> VH1 was like America's Funniest Home Video, but with like Tommy Lee like sitting in front of a screen being like, <laughs> that guy got hit in the nuts. <laughs> you know, those was kind of. Sure. Was that a show? Yeah.
1: That guy uh, got, got like hit in the nuts with Tommy remember Lee. Remember Tommy Lee w- Goes to College? I remember no. that. <laughs> oh, God. I remember Rock of Love with Bret Michaels. We watched That was, the good. That was, was a good show. Yeah. I we, was, met, we met Sam the second place from season one. Really? I didn't was, watch season was, one. She was fourth place, but. Okay, whatever. Yeah. What? Where were we? What was that? Hmm. Danzig show? Yeah. Danzig that sounds about words. right. <laughs> yeah. Those that kind of women would be in Danzig show. We were
0: re-watching that because Elena had never seen it. And she was like, she was the whole first episode. She was like, this is so dumb! I can't believe you and Brett watched this all the time. And then she watched the whole fucking thing. It can't be watchable. Right? It, it's like hilariously cringy now, and, <laughs> and but like in a way where like you want to watch
1: it. Like it's it's so funny, dude. Is that uh? Is that Brett Michaels like? Dave and Buster's rocks. Is that clip from that show?
3: <laughs> probably. <laughs>
1: it Probably is that must have been like season three or something. Though, There's only two seasons. I'm pretty three. sure. Three. Three. Rock I Love
0: Bus was the third one. So anyways What? Um <laughs> Rock of Love Bus? Yeah. They were on tour. He was like he was like, My lady, I found out that, you know, we can't just be partying at a house. She's gotta be on the road with me. What the fuck? How did I miss that? <laughs> <laughs> that was the theme for that one. Even we must have fallen off by that time. We did.
2: you did. So, anyways,
0: um I didn't know that Nas and <laughs> the Hove had a feud either. It was big, yeah. Um they uh there's a, I mean, there's a lot you could go into about that, but like, I mean, you know, they had, you know, they exchanged a lot of distracts and
1: shit like that. And, um, uh, I, I might be completely off base, but it was like the late nineties, early two thousands Tupac Biggie rivalry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was like the next big one. And, and people were like, that was the Tupac Biggie thing was in a lot of people's minds because, well, not just because it had just recently happened, but people were scared of like a feud like that because they were like both those guys died, <laughs> like you know, and it was like it was it you know kind of a result of just high tension things and like, um, but yeah, that's why like you know, eventually they uh they kind of made amends and they like performed together and um you know they ended up working together, you know, on albums and stuff like Jay Z and Nas um I mean Jay Z retired in like the mid two thousands but like, uh, he was featured and produced stuff on Nas's later albums and, huh. yeah, so. They're, they're cool now.
1: Good for them. I'm happy for them.
0: Yeah. But um, they did have some really good diss tracks back and forth at each other, though. I think Jay-Z, like his big one was called The Takeover. And I think there was one verse that was entirely about Nas. And then Nas did a song called Ether, which was like all about Jay-Z. And uh, that was like the one that everybody was like, oh, yeah, like Nas won. <laughs> and, I never like, liked Jay-Z. I think he's all right. I, I, like,
1: uh, I like Big Pimpin'. <laughs> that's, a, that's a terrible one. That's a good one. That's a I only, terrible I, one. I know two Jay-Z songs. I know. I, know. Going, He's I like got, Big
0: Pimpin'.
2: <laughs> I like, the, you know, he had the Brush That Dirt Off Your Shoulder song, mm-hmm. and he had 99 Bitches. 99 Problems. 99, 99 Problems. Yeah. so I don't, a like, I, I, don't, I don't like women. In fact, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that. other than that, I could never... I never thought Jay-Z was, like, anything I wanted to listen to.
0: I remember that one song that he had called... Uh, it was like, is that your chick? That one. I might recognize more <laughs> if I heard them. But, but
1: I, I I can only think of two. I listened...
0: Because of listening to Nas recently, I actually listened to his first album, Jay-Z's first album, recently. It's pretty good. It's cool.
1: More... It's more, you know... I th- I th- he had, like, a, a song... Like maybe in like a Rush Hour soundtrack or something. Some movie. Like it was one of his early ones. Like I kind of remember the music video. It's at like a bar or some shit. Maybe. Like I haven't I seen a of lot of that. his music videos. Like I just vaguely remember a lot of Jay-Z songs. Uh, the main one that sticks out to me is the... Uh, it would be on the soundtrack right after like California Girls. Yeah. <laughs> um, But it's the, it's the one where he he samples... um, What is it? With the little girl, the stage play. Oh Annie. oh, Annie. Yeah, Hard Knock Life. Oh yeah, that one. I that shit. That song. That annoyed the fuck out of oh, me. I remember that. I didn't like that song. I the the I sound of children's voices just is like fucking nails on a chalkboard to me. It depends. In music, it depends. <laughs> Not Unreal. in general.
0: But yeah, so um, as you can all probably tell from us barely talking about Nas, we didn't have a lot of exposure to Nas before <laughs> pre this uh, podcast. But um, uh, you know, he, he he, I always felt that he had that uh aura like brett was talking about as being like you know kind of like your rappers your favorite rapper's favorite rapper type of thing and he had such a mystique about him that i was yeah yeah that i was i was interested to hear it and um you know i actually decided i was gonna do a nas album uh before i was like oh i want to pick like you know a classic hip hop album and I was like and I'm sure Nas has one and then you type in like classic hip hop albums this one's like the first one to come up like half the time so um so I'm glad that I picked it in that regard I mean I feel like we're getting a good uh you know watershed high mark moment here to talk about at least like for the genre at least as far as most people are concerned so we'll kind of see how we all uh, felt about it but uh yeah I don't know uh, anybody else want to
1: talk about their exposure to Nas or lack of exposure to Nas he was always kind of on the fringes of my, like, consciousness. Like, I knew who he was. Yeah. And I, yeah. like, I don't know, sometimes I'll go through phases where I listen to, you know, I'm into hip-hop for a bit, like, mm-hmm. just kind of binging on it, you know? And this this is the only album of his that I've ever listened to previously.
0: <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I, I just, is it, full disclosure about this album in particular, it, it was all fresh to me. I may have heard a song or two off this album at some point, but like I legitimately didn't remember anything from it. It was all like brand new to me. So when I talk about some of these songs that a lot of hip hop fans, especially are going to call classics, uh, don't rail me too hard for pointing out the obvious that everybody's known for, you know, 20 plus years or whatever, but it's a, you know, yeah, same as it was all pretty,
1: pretty fresh to me. Yeah.
0: I'm surprised too because I kind of have like a similar thing where like you know I'll, I'll go through like a hip hop phase for a while and listen to shit and like the cool thing that I like about this genre is that my my lack of exposure is nice because I can just like jump in anywhere find and a, kind, yeah. find a new one that's like a fucking classic <laughs> yeah yeah like I mean like just a like what was it like last year I was when I was texting you about how I was getting into Mob Deep yeah and I like listened to, like all of their fucking discography like the, the whole time and it was great it's good shit I have a uh, on on Spotify I went through and I
2: found um every Wu-Tang members solo albums from like the mid nineties. Um, and I have this giant playlist where they're all like separated into the yeah. artists. And sometimes when I want to listen to something I haven't heard before, I'll pick, you know, like Raekwans only for Cuban links. And I'll listen to it and I'll be like, I bet those are varying levels of goodness. They're
0: all really good. I had a, all really good. I, it's just they, like Wu-Tang. They're, they're all like highly, highly regarded. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had heard- a Ghostface killer album from like the early two thousands, like Supreme.
1: Clientele or something like that, mm-hmm. and it was pretty good. I yeah. heard uh, the RZA on like uh, NPR or something, and he was like giving an interview, and he's like, "No, it was it was a different member, but he was like the RZA." <laughs> <laughs> but now, now that you've mentioned it, I I do remember when I looked into their their solo stuff, I remember like Red Red change Man change had stuff before Wu Tang Clan, mm-hmm. and then he joined later like he was a solo artist first and then the other guys did solo stuff afterwards but i remember it was kind of funny that Riza's solo albums were like the least well-regarded solo ones
0: yeah i guess you kind of hear about all the other guys before his yeah. solo stuff yeah so the the best one of course is liquid swords but
2: that's like just the best one of all of them but i digress
1: one oh. of the members of the Wu Tang Clan, who I can't remember, was doing an interview, and he was talking about how he was saying like the RZA took us; we were each from a different borough of New York, and he took us like Professor X and like <laughs> formed a group of all the best rappers. And I was like, "What? <laughs> <The> what, man? <X-Men?
2: laughs> That's awesome." And I love thinking about all the 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 rappers in the '90s who have these you know super tough personas and stuff. But when you think about it they're really sitting in a room with like a a record box picking out, like making poems, making poems and being like, that's (laughs) a, that's a cool little trumpet solo. Uh,
0: can you sample that? It's especially relevant on this album. You look at any of the interviews of Nas at this time and he's just like, he's like, I like people who, you know, can make people feel good. And, you know, (laughs) I talk about like partying or whatever, but I put respect on people who actually write some poetry. Wasn't oh, yeah. he like twelve? <laughs> he was, he was like he was Super twelve. Young. He was like twelve when he started, <laughs> or he said he was nine when he started going to the the park, like yeah,
1: Avenue How or old something is like that. He, On this, nineteen, I think nineteen. Yeah, nineteen when he recorded it. He yeah, sounds yeah. like a baby sometimes. One of the lyrics he was saying, like he started in like nineteen eighty four. Yeah, so yeah, he would have been like nine. Yeah, I can't even imagine that shit. You sh- Yeah, you shouldn't let your nine year old hang out at rap joints. He's talking well, about he was, rap in the park. He was
0: going to park like open mic things and like, you know, people were like performing and he would like that, MC
1: and stuff. That kind of, like, I didn't really pay attention to that lyric. Actually, we should just, we should just save this for when we have yeah, to talk about Yeah,
0: yeah, see. So, um, so yeah, I'm, uh, the, well, I guess I'll do the, the background stuff real quick the, just on Nas himself. Um, so Nas uh, or Nasir bin Oludara Jones well said that's his name mm. um uh yeah um uh he's a uh, as we've said um he's a very renowned uh rapper who got his start in the 90s um he's a uh new york native guy very pivotal in that scene uh and uh this is his first album um that he did uh like i say we recorded it when he was 19 um you know he i i guess it just for you know sake of seeing where he was at at this point um uh, uh he was only 19 but he'd been through a lot his uh dj and best friend uh, ill will who's mentioned a lot of times on this album uh was shot and killed only like a few years before this um his mom had passed away when he was younger um and his dad who was a uh, jazz musician who is featured on this album as well um uh basically told him and his brother when they were in like eighth grade that if they wanted to drop out of school and pursue what they actually want to do, then they can do that. Hmm. So he started like, you know, hustling shit on the streets and, uh, trying to make a rap career. Hmm. And, um, he had, I think before this, he had been featured on a, uh, single. Um, what was the, uh,
1: it was grand. that group, that large professor. Main source. Yeah.
0: Main source. Yeah. He was, he, he had a verse on a song that they had called live at the barbecue and uh, that kind of blew up. And um, he released a single, um, which is on this album, Halftime, uh, I think almost like two years before this album actually came out officially. Yeah, And um, uh, that got really big buzz. And like, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. You, you could say that this album like kind of came out of nowhere as like his debut. But I think like in that scene, like it was very, uh, people knew who he was and, were, and were, it was highly anticipated, which, I mean, speaks a lot for the fact of how highly regarded this album still is. Uh, it didn't, uh, it didn't flop people's high
1: expectations at least. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, when I looked this, I looked up like one, one song off this album on YouTube just to listen to it real quick. And then my recommendation just got flooded with all kinds of videos about Ilmatic. Yeah. And like, it, it talked about like that, like that history, like this was highly anticipated for years and years and people like knew who he was and they were expecting such great things from him. And it's I mean, it's still regarded as a classic and one of the best hip hop albums of all time. So he delivered.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, th- I do think that that's interesting though that it was so highly anticipated because um it, it says like you know if you if you watch any of the videos of him talking about this album or um just you know the the lead up to it um he was shopping around for record deals but like nobody wanted him. Like, I read that, like, that a yeah, bunch of people were like, "No, get out of here." Yeah, and, and like it wasn't until he uh, he did a um. It, with one of the producers, uh, MC search, uh, he like, he did a feature for him and was talking to him, I guess. And was like, yeah, like I haven't got a record contract. And he like immediately called the people that he was associated with and was like, y- you gotta like get him, you know? <laughs> and and then like, it was funny. is like the producer lady who he talked to was like, I've been trying to find him for like a year and a half. And I just haven't been able to contact him or something like that. And so like they signed him and um, I think, yeah, part of the hype too is the fact that just all the, all the people involved in producing this album with him were like really well known for like quality stuff at that point. Um, yeah. That,
1: that, the video that I watched, it was talking about that where he would like in anticipation of the album coming out, people would ask him about it and he'd say, yeah, I've got, Uh, this list of producers you say dj Premier, pete rock large professor q-tip and they're like they'd roll their fucking eyes at him like okay
0: yeah like like they didn't believe him yeah Yeah. (laughs) but he had like all these guys and um yeah i'm I'm sure we'll mention them as we go into the track listings and whatnot but yeah um so yeah that that's kind of where he was at um uh leading into this album um uh, i guess we could uh, talk about the album cover real quick um I, i had one thought when i saw this at first and i was like That's kind of stereotypical, but it works. And then I realized, oh, this was like the first time that someone actually did (laughs) did that, like the baby picture with like the scape cityscape thing behind him, because that that it became uh, a stereotype. Like after this, apparently, it's a little homage. It's it's a famous (laughs)
1: picture that he copied. It's a like you talking about that jazz album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a that's uh, well, Uh,
2: it's
0: a. I mean, like in regards to just hip hop, at least.
2: What's the jazz album? um i i saw it at, at some point oh
1: i'll find it <laughs> real quick it, hold on i'm it, on the wiki it's a child is born uh
0: we're gonna pull that we're gonna be the the podcast version of that uh genius music app real quick and be like this was actually him on the cover I would
1: like to,
2: while, uh, audio
1: commentary over our talking
2: (laughs) while we're talking about the album cover, can I, uh, can we talk about where the name Illmatic comes from and how
0: just awesome it is? I get, he said it is representative of, uh, a couple different things, but yeah, go ahead. The thing I read is that he said, it's
2: the supreme ill. It's as ill as everything gets. That shit is the science
1: of ill. That's a good quote. That's a lot of words that means nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Brett that, it that, means, that means nothing it, to me. It means it's ill. It means it's fucking. I mean, it's sick. cool. It sounds it sounds cool. It's very yeah. like old school hip hop.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love it. He's like, that's the science of everything ill. <laughs> Where it's just cool sounding nonsense. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's cool. And it's like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Yeah,
2: it's it's a it's a it's an iconic album cover. It's immediately recognizable. Yeah. Uh, it's kind I of think, neither here nor there for me, besides the fact that it's...
0: I think it fits the tone yeah. very, very well.
1: I think it's pretty misleading. I don't like it at all. Really? I mean...
0: To me, it <laughs> just shows... Great, uh, to me, like a kid it, to pop me album.
1: On, on my uh, online personalities, I use that child picture of me because it's funny and it makes it seem like I'm a kid. And this is kind of like... It kind of gives me the same vibes. Like, did I just buy like a children's album? Like, it looks like a kid... I grew up, yeah, in the fucking ghetto of New York.
0: Yeah, that's what that's what I get from it. I feel like it's like I, I, this is him growing up, which is what a lot of the songs are about.
1: Mm, I mean, yeah, I, I get that, but I'm just saying, Unless like you're first just impression, or
0: just like, oh, it's a kid. Yeah, that's what that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like, if
1: I had no idea what that was, if if an alien came to Earth and I showed them that, I was like, what is this? A child? A human child's album? Music album? Like they wouldn't know. Like it's just kind mm. well, of first of all, they'd probably say like fart because they want to know English, I'd say bing bong bing pork. They, um, they're technologically advanced. They probably got translators they built get, into there. They their put slugs in our ears that translate. Yeah. the fart babble The Yeah, what is that from? Star Trek? Hitchhikers. Yeah. Okay. Star Trek. had a thing I think it's like, fine. I. Uh, I don't think it looks bad. It's just kind of like, is this is this like a is this a, is this like Michael Jackson child performing like? But it's. But behind him is like the streets of New York. True, and I mean the, the parental advisory sticker also kind of tips you off that this probably isn't a kid. It would be different if it was <laughs> if it was you, and behind you was like the green suburban streets of Kansas.
0: But yeah, yeah, it's like I'm, I'm with uh, Brett. I, I feel like it. it yeah, I'm with, I'm with Brett. I feel like it. It illustrates the main kind of theme of the album for the most part i mean like i but maybe that's just because i have the context
1: for it i, I get what you're saying like you no, know like it, it, I, listening to it now i have the context and i know why he did that but if i had zero context yeah, it's kind yeah. of like kind of a weird choice i get that i get that i just i just guess i always assumed it's <laughs> so. I, I will say it's not as weird as that uh, original blind faith album cover um that's in very poor taste oh, yes also shout out to virgin killer from scorpions in the worst taste.
0: I was thinking about bringing that up, and I thought I'm not gonna bring <laughs> it up. In the
1: worst taste. The worst.
0: <laughs> all right. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. Uh. That's about all I got on the album cover. But I'm. Um, uh, we can go ahead and get into the tracks if you guys want. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh. Yeah. We'll start with the uh first track Genesis, which it which is an intro track. Um. It's almost a song. Yeah, yeah, it's it's almost a song. I um, I like that it it features his verse like in the background uh from the uh live at the barbecue.
1: Yeah, I heard that and I was yeah. like, that's cool. This doesn't yeah. sound like any of the songs on this album. Like what is this? It it's, sounds pretty good and then I looked up and was like, oh. It's very <laughs>
0: it's very similar to the uh the intro for uh uh Notorious BIG's uh, Ready to Die where it's like it's kind of like, you know, him growing up and like his environment things where i guess the one on ready to die is more like literally he's born <laughs> and then it's like points in his life you know like leading up to when he's like you know robbing somebody but like uh, um, mm, slowly Nas, it's yeah. it's more like <laughs> Nas. this one is more like the environment and like you know um, uh, just just a, a little sampling of pretty much i think like everything you kind of get on this album um mm. it's got like some jazzy backgroundy stuff um you know them them talking about things being ill, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's very New York. It's it's distinctly New York sounding as well too. So
1: yeah, I, I was gonna yeah. ask. I, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but Nas is from New York. <laughs> Specifically, Dude, that's, that's like
0: any of those guys from this from this era though. Like that that's, are from New York. That's just like, like a, a- hip
1: hop cliche though. Is wherever you're from, you just fucking have tons of lyrics about that. Yeah, I mean,
0: well, I think it, it, there's there was a. a And maybe it was spoken, but I want to say unspoken kind of importance of that if you were from the East or the West Coast at this point, because, uh, you know, the the East Coast had like dominated like the golden age of hip hop in the 80s where it was like, you know, really becoming like a thing. And then Mm -hmm. the West Coast morphed it and made it so much more like visceral and like, and and, you know, real with like, you know, NWA and Ice Cube and all them and stuff. And like this was New York's scene of that like kind of responding to that in part but also keeping kind of their way of doing it like intact as well because i mean like the 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 east coast stuff just in general i mean not to say that there weren't west coast ones that did, but like the east coast like rappers at this time at least were more known for like the storytelling aspect and it's things a lot like darker that darker too yeah yeah i mean like um so I, i'd say it's just a it's just a natural progression of how the genre was going at the time and like this is indicative of that but you know this also to set the bar higher for other reasons as well but i mean you know i don't know i, I just meant like even modern artists are still no oh, talking about still, where still, they're from
1: yeah oh, hometown pride i don't know it's a thing i guess i mean yeah just another band out of boston point, i guess at this yeah. point it, it, it's a cliche but yeah back yeah. then it's like there. were they were like trying to tell the story. It was were kind of fresh. Mm. I think, and
0: I think that I think that where he is from is pretty important to the tone of this album because it's pretty distinctly like locked in there. I feel um, it feels very like I don't know, like like. I don't know, downtrodden New York, like kind of wintry almost at some points. Like, yeah, I mean, you know? <laughs> most of the album sounds like,
1: very specific to New York, Yeah, which I, I've never been to New York. Oh, so I yeah. Don't, I mean, I don't know. Well, no, I mean, I get it. But, I just
0: mean like it's it's a way of like, you know, trying to set you in that atmosphere I, even without you being there, I guess. I get the yeah, feeling a, of
2: being in like a a crappy concrete tower, you know, yeah, in
0: New York. Yeah. Feels real.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know. He's uh, very much describing uh, specifically black New York of that time frame. Yeah. And my knowledge of New York in movies and such is, uh, I guess, the white New York where everything's uh, big city lights and just like hustle and bustle business. Leonardo DiCaprio. Skinny Donald Trump. And he's talking about Donald Trump
0: (laughs) growing up in the projects. Yeah. Yeah. You're thinking Home Alone 2. Yeah. Yeah. That's not where Nas was talking about. I don't remember him being in that one. Yeah. Nas did show up in Home Alone 2. He's in Home Alone (laughs) 3. I wouldn't hate that. Like, I don't really have much more to say about it as an intro other than it is a nice sampling and a cool little thing that sets the tone. Um, Who's who's
2: the guy that starts it that's in the other songs? What's that guy's name? I forget who's on the intro. It's one of the producers, or it might be AZ. It's the same guy who does the... um, uh, Life's a bitch. That's AZ then.
0: Okay. Yeah. He's another rapper. The only other rapper to be featured on the album. Q-Tips is a producer. But awesome. he's also, he sings the chorus on One Love. Yeah. And and I mean, one of the other producers, uh,
1: Pete, Pete Rock sings the chorus on a... Uh, World is Yours? World is Yours, yeah. I mean, where's, where's the like line on that, whether or not they're featured or not? Because I mean... I know AZ, it's probably just the verses. I would I would assume that if, well, no, I mean, because there's, there's other songs that I can earn like more modern songs where somebody who just sings the chorus is marked as a featured artist. I think if Q-tip's on your song anywhere, you say featured Q-tip. That's yeah, what it I said think. on, I don't know. But, I mean. I get what you're saying, though. He did, yeah. like, mm-hmm. bar no bars. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who made that call, but, I mean, they deliver vocals. Yeah, so in yeah, my opinion, I mean. They're all featured.
2: Yeah.
0: Well,
1: was Pete Rock a, a
0: rapper as well,
1: or was he just a producer? I know Q Tip. Yeah, he's raps, a rapper too. But yeah, he was. I don't know Pete Rock. Mm. I always get him confused with uh, Scott Della Rock because of Bob Rock, Rock. You know, and hmm. BDP. Yeah, Bob Rock and Rob Rock. Or just all the rocks. <laughs> Rocky Boys. Yeah. 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 BDP. Rocky Boys. Yeah, they should. have. All, all producers and a DJ? <laughs> the first album could be called Stone Age. Just pretty good. Make some calls, get it going.
0: <laughs> I don't think any of those guys would want to do that. <laughs>
2: Ooh, and then the second one, Endless Strata. I don't get the joke. Sure. Just like lots of rocks. Strata. S-T-R-A-T-A. What is strata? Layers of the earth. Hmm. Lots of rocks.
1: Yeah. They <laughs>
0: should just call it Bag of Rocks. Okay, <laughs> Bag of Rocks. <laughs> now that's a joke. <laughs> okay, but um, but yeah. So um, uh, I guess we can go into a uh, uh, New York State
1: of Mind. Well, I had some things to say about oh, this oh, one. Oh, sure. Yeah. Go. I I gotta say, listen to this album on a loop. I I kind of like that this this track starts off with uh, like a train passing by. It transitions really well from the end of it. Ain't hard to tell, um, and it's a good way to start the album kind of attention grabbing. Yeah. Um, other than like the, the sampling of himself from that alive at the barbecue song. I mean, this is essentially a skit and I mean, this is the only skit on the album and that's kind of, that's like a huge drawback on a lot of hip hop albums where they're just like littered with way too many skits taking up way too much time. Um, I still wish this wasn't there. It, it, it just sounds useless. It's just like banter <clears throat> and I don't care. I think it's fine. It's, it
2: yeah, it is know. just like a short skit. and it Yeah, it's I that think, it's the opening. It kind of, I think it's a tone set. I it. didn't really realize that it was a separate song from the first one at first. Mm. Uh, but I agree and I, that brings me, I want to point out it's always nice to listen to a hip hop album that is not 75 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> uh. It was kind of a shock to see that this was only 40 minutes. It's pretty to the point. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, I mean, even Nas did it too. A lot of hip hop albums are like, this one is two hours long. Uh, We've got 14 skits, you know? Yeah. We got six outros. We
1: got six intros. Um, let's go. Yeah. I like the funny skits in doggy style though. <laughs> <laughs> the Snoop Dogg? Yeah. um. Uh, that's disagree. Just, that shit's great. I think they're all, I've never heard a skit that I like. They're all just like just useless. It's like I don't want to listen to this. This is What is this? You, this is it a fucking stand-up comedy hour? Like <laughs> fuck
2: out of here. You, listen. You're going to tell me that Wu-Tang doesn't have good skits? I don't remember a single one of them.
1: Yeah, you don't remember where they nailed their
2: balls to the <laughs> You remember that? He's like I I'm gonna take a fucking a fucking <laughs> hot hey, ass man. hot ass coat hanger and stick it up. Yes.
1: I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to sew your asshole shut and keep feeding you and feeding you.
2: No, I think I blocked it out of my
0: memory. That was method, man, right?
2: Yeah, and then the other guy, I think it's Raekwon, is like, he's like, yeah, and then I'm going to fucking hit you in the head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's great.
1: Lots of good skit, a skit can be
2: done
0: right i think this is short enough i do, enough. This I do agree with you
2: all. though dennis most of the time i don't give a shit about
0: skits, I've skits. Viewed, i viewed it less as a skit it felt more just like a tone setter for the album i mean like it's like
1: it's I both but, it's I mean, similar it, it kind of goes into a
2: skit it's similar to um the intro to the macho man album you know where it's just <laughs> it's like our, a, that's our only hip-hop
0: comparison it's a hype setter oh, you know no. mm. it's the album's mm. own hype man Alright, that's gonna be the only comparison to uh Macho Man's. Quick question I've got though. Plenty. No, it, it's not it. <laughs>
1: far from the last. Um what's what's like the movie clip that plays? What is that? I can't find what that is. Like it, it sounds just like some gangster movie. I don't know. I, don't know. I like I it. I, I think look. I think it's done really well. I didn't look that up. I'm not I, sure. I think that's like that thing going in and then the like the beat coming in after it. That's pretty good. Like it should have just ended there.
2: I think and it, I, it might actually be Michael Mann's 2009 Johnny Depp vehicle, Public
1: Enemies. It's definitely not that. Hmm. We'll, we'll just go with that. Um, <laughs> but everything after that, it's just like I'm, I'm assuming it's it, it's A Z, and, and like it's just the banter is just so fucking annoying. <laughs> it stinks. i i can't understand really a word they're saying so it doesn't bother me that much (laughs) what's what's the point of it then
2: the only thing i remember from the intro is whatever he says like that yo how's this shit work or something
1: isn't that what he says he
0: says representing his ill man sounds like
1: two dudes fucking around yeah well i don't need to listen to that It makes it sound like i don't know casual and uh it's just that's a vibe i I, it, it doesn't bother me it's not long enough to bother me so I don't know. I like um, it. I, I, at this point would say we're like way too long on just the intro. Then let's move on. <laughs> let's go to New York state
0: of mind. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't know Th- this song, uh, it can be described pretty easy. I mean, we'll go in depth, but like this song is like simple and hard. Like it is fucking, I, I don't know. I, uh, I love the way that it starts. Um, with him, like, kind of just, like, spitballing those, like, first couple lines. I fucking hated that. That was corny <laughs> as hell. I love that. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes, like, right into it. Like, I, I fucking think that's cool as
1: shit. He should have just gone right into it instead of that. He just kind of, like, rambles, and he's like, man, I don't even know how to fucking start this shit. Yes, I noticed. Apparently. That just was, go into it. Apparently that was a real thing, too.
0: Oh, it sounded like, like it. Like he was fucking around. Yeah.
1: I thought it was, I, I mean, I, I thought, thought it was, was cool. a cool way to start it, because yeah. it sounds like. You're watching a dude fucking rap, you know, on the street. It gives I it that, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> it gives, you would not like to see a fucking real improvised, like, rap No, I wouldn't battle. give a shit. Dude, that'd be awesome. I would not give a shit. I think shit. it sounds cool as hell. I've been to a rap battle <laughs> at the riot room. Dennis fucking, has, a favorite, I, have a, has a favorite video.
0: Yeah, that's the, the rap only rap battle. battle I like. Oh. Yeah, apparently, like, I mean, obviously, that intro is, like, edited to to fit within the song and 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 you know he comes in when the actual full beat is like at volume but like uh the producer on this one was dj Premier, and he he did tell a story where he's like we all got like really worried because he was just like in the booth just like not really doing anything at first and i guess he's like he like Spit those couple lines and was like, I don't fucking know how to start this or whatever. Like, and then, like, he kind of like, he doesn't
1: have any words. Yeah,
0: like, he was like, he's like, I don't know how to start. And I guess he was just like waiting around there, like, looking through his pages for a bit or something. And then, like, DJ Premier said he was like banging on the vocal window, like, we're recording, like, or something. And then he just starts fucking going into it. And they were like, oh, okay. Like, (laughs) They're like, thank God, he has something. <laughs> I do like, <laughs> like that he says straight from the fucking dungeons around. <laughs> That's badass. That's yeah. awesome. That was pretty good. That shit's awesome, yeah, dude. I, 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 think it's cool as hell. Like, and I don't know. And when he does go in, it's like, it's just like, oh, fuck, yeah, okay, we're here. Yeah, like you know, it's uh, yeah. He launches straight into it, and I love how that uh, that uh, where this is a common thread through most of these tracks, at least. But the uh, the stand up baseline. Like that, like kind of like fades in. That like drives like the whole fucking beat of the song is mm. fucking awesome. It makes it like kind of eerie and like
1: it, it's awesome when you initially hear it, and then when you realize how repetitive it is, it gets really annoying.
0: Yeah, but I don't feel like any of these songs are like long enough for me to like get annoyed with it. I mean, I don't know. Like the beats are simple, but like they're effective.
1: I love this, like the dark piano thing.
0: This, oh yeah, the, the the yeah yeah. This <laughs> like, sounds
1: like I. I didn't, like, when I first listened to it, I didn't know, like, what year this is from. I assumed it was from years later, because this sounds like what everyone kind of sounded like in the late 90s. I I feel like this is kind of, um, I, I don't know, like, cutting edge, but I feel like this was, I don't know, It's it felt felt early when everything else was, like, really gangster and kind of funk-related, and this was that dark, jazzy kind of thing. I, that,
2: I love this style where it's, it's like, scratchy, uh, spooky jazz samples, like very soulful, like beautiful songs that are kind of turned into you know weird backing, creepy little but, things. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's awesome.
1: The closest thing in my like limited repertoire is like Wu Tang clans. Mm-hmm. Wu
2: Tang is like this, but like way spookier. Yeah, um, this this still has like some like melody and a little bit of like soul to it. Um, not not every
1: uh every like instrumental is jazzy.
2: No, no, no. But I mean like the way he uses, he still incorporates the, uh, the soulfulness of the original songs underneath it. I still get kind of a little bit of good feelings.
1: I would say most uh, of the instrumentals on this album, most of the beats are more jazz based than they are like funk or soul or disco or whatever, you know. Yeah. Whatever a lot of the gangster rap guys or, or west coast guys are doing yeah i'd say for the th- most think, part yeah i think there's just there's just prominent instruments that make it sound jazzier than it actually is because i looked into the into the samples that he used and i mean there's only like a few handful of actual jazz songs so he, I, I mean they they you know it's it's some i don't know more laid back and like
0: it is it's very laid back yeah yeah which I kind of, I, I don't know. I
2: appreciate that. It's like kind of sleepy drum beats and
0: yeah, I like, I like the, uh, the vibe. I don't know about, the I don't know about this samples. song in particular and maybe it's because it's the first song. So I'm like really intently listening, but like a common theme through the album too is, um, it has kind of almost like, a like the drums and Nas's voice will kind of keep it grounded in like this kind of harsh, I don't know, harsher reality type style that he's trying to do but then the rest of the music almost makes it feel a little bit more, uh, airy and dreamy. Like, uh, mm, yeah, I, I could know. hear that. I that. Yeah. 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 is a word I'd use. It's a weird combo, but it, it, it really works like to set that kind of mood. It's very specific, I think. Um, and it, and it works for the style and the stories that he's trying to tell. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, this song, uh, does a, does a really good job, uh, setting the tone for the entire thing, I think. And it's one of my favorite tracks on the album for sure. Um, it does have a, it, I guess this is kind of a stereotype, but I feel like it's one of the better examples I've ever heard of just like kind of this era's um, like, uh, you know, the 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 day day in the life of quote unquote type of song, like on the streets yeah type of song, you know, I
1: you mean like. Nas
2: was really gunning down several people. At once every day.
1: This song is like his mission statement. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's what I'd say. I'm just being a turd. I'm sorry. You were being a turd.
1: You know what?
0: And, uh, keep it up. Shout out to, shout out to one one of, one of the, I don't have too many lyric shout outs, but one of the best lines on the album is in this song when he does the one that he says a couple of times where he says uh, he doesn't sleep because sleep is the cousin of
1: death. Yeah. That's the, that's that's the standout. That's cool as shit. Yeah, that, I mean, he said he says that like kind of as a pre-chorus, and then it goes into like an instrumental break that's kind of working as the chorus. Yeah, but yeah, I'd say that that little pre-chorus section that's my favorite lyric on this song. Yeah, and that's yeah. because he's kind of just talking about New York, and I don't know shit about New York, so I just have to <laughs> take his word for it. Like, uh, I, this this sounds interesting, but I don't know what the fuck you are talking about. You never seen like uh, Good Times or uh, No Different Strokes? <laughs> no. You never saw Different Strokes? No. Oh. Takes different Strokes from wear Jefferson's? No.
2: Yeah, the line, Jesus he says, cries. I never sleep, because sleep is the cousin of death. Beyond the walls of intelligence, life is defined. I think of crime when I'm in a New York state of mind. That's cool. That's a really... Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. a good line.
0: I appreciate his, uh, like, I mean, it's very relevant right off the bat. Like, uh, I appreciate his uh, attention to detail in his lyrics and his actual like craft of, I, I would, I, I mean, I would call it like, you know, it's, it's poetry. I mean, like, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, telling a story. Yeah. yeah. That's what, yeah. that's what rap is poetry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, and, and he's, he's very good at it, especially at only being fucking 19 at this time or whatever. Like it's, yeah, it's pretty impressive. I think he's definitely thinking of, I wasn't thinking like this when I was 19. <laughs> so you were just thinking about butts, just butts.
2: Butts and boots. Yep. Thinking about the new Dragon Ball Z game coming out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tenkaichi
3: Two. <laughs> Tenkaichi two
2: <laughs> on the Wii. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bro, they got Bardock in this one. <laughs> I
0: unlocked Broly.
1: A uh, few more things to say about this one. Yeah. Um,
0: oh, oh um, I, I will say my my big sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nancy, I just wanted to do this because I wanted to see if you would actually agreed. Oh, okay. This is my last note, but um, uh, the um. I will say, and this is, <laughs> this is kind of present on most of these songs. Unfortunately, like the main negative for me is like the stereotypical choruses. Like they're just kind of like they're just kind of there. But I'm really just waiting for like the next verse or pre-chorus or whatever he writes. Like that's different. Like it's the choruses the, to me. Like on this track, yeah, even on this one, like it's just like I mean, it's okay, it, I, this one. I I is not as like. Noticeably, just kind of like monotonous as the other ones, <laughs> but like you know, a lot of them are like just like you know, same thing over and it's, over the again. The
1: course thing, of this again. one is just the um the instrumental it's, it's, break. Yeah, right but it's this, it's the sampling of uh, of Rakim. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: okay. yeah. I mean, this like, one, this one's not a state as, of mind. Yeah, like, this one's not as annoying to me. But like that, that is a common trend on this album for me that I that put in kind of a negative here.
1: Mm, I, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence on like wanting standard, like pop song structures or not. It, I don't know. I'm iffy about it, but the, the point that I was going to make is make a comparison of his, uh, lyrical storytelling of New York. It reminds me of Bob Dylan, just the the kind of shit that he says, like it, it's not too dissimilar from like the really lyrical shit that Bob Dylan was trying Maybe hip hop is today's folk music in 1994.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't say today's hip hop is folk music,
1: but I can definitely see. I was being like facetiously deep. I like, but that. you might actually be onto something. I think the like early, not like Sugar Hill Gang, because that was just like party music. But when hip hop started taking itself seriously, I can kind of see how that would be like folk music to Black America. I mean, it kind of yeah. occupies a similar space. I think it definitely sure. occupies that space.
0: I mean yeah I mean it, and it's, it's it's the like the, the grassroots yeah you know, music yeah. and it's gone on to represent even more stuff I mean yeah, it's I mean to even beyond just black culture and whatnot as well too I mean like it's
1: yeah the whites came in and ruined it what the <laughs> <heck>? <laughs> they're trying yeah. they're trying let me tell you
2: about a little album called Cool as Ice
1: yeah that's a <laughs> shitty one <laughs>
2: I don't know. Have you ever heard uh the Method Man and Tommy Lee? That uh, sounds terrible. Duet album? <laughs> terrible. That
3: sounds terrible. Dude. A whole
2: album? It my dad had it. It's called Methods of Madness. Oh, I know Methods of Madness. Yeah. I know.
0: thought that was just like a Tommy Lee band. I didn't know Method Man was in Yeah, that. it was
2: Method Man and Tommy Lee. Fuck. It was in I had respect fire. for Method Man. Now <laughs> I lost it. Method Man did some goofy shit. Well, I'd do an
1: album with Tommy Lee. Oh, <laughs> I would too for the paycheck, but <laughs> Just not for. What, not do you for think, our, what do you think Method Man did it for? It'd be fun to hang out with Tommy Lee. <laughs> like, Tommy Lee's a good drummer. I'd um, like to rap with him. I bet they met like you see Method they Man. They met at some part like some rich people party and were like,
0: "This guy's fun." Tommy Lee's just telling him how much he likes him, and Method Man's like, "Yeah, Molly Crew's <laughs> Yeah. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bet Method Man really does like Molly Crew, dude. Everyone likes to shout yeah, yeah. up, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything? <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, anything else about New York State of Mind? No. All right. Uh, we can move on to the next track, which is uh, "Life's a Bitch," featuring A. Z. and Oludara. Nas's daddy. Daddy. His uh, daddy.
1: What's his daddy do?
0: Uh, he plays the cornet solo at the end. Nice. I will... I, I thought that was a
1: saxophone,
0: like an alto sax. I thought it was a saxophone the first time, too, and then, like, the more I listened to it, I was like, that's not a saxophone, and then I looked it up, and it's a cornet. Is a cornet the one that's, like, a really long...
2: It's like a flute with a trumpet at the end? It's a type of trumpet.
1: I think it's a little trumpet.
2: Yeah. It's a teeny trumpet?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's a little trump. Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll come right out and say... uh. I find the chorus of this song incredibly annoying. I agree. Love the I like 100% the agree. I, Man, it, we're
0: split down the middle
1: here because yeah, I the like most the chorus like, a lot. I love it. It's so fucking true. It's a, <laughs> what the fuck? Red's like, it is a bitch. <laughs> that it shit is, is so fucking ham
2: fisted and corny. This is like I don't know, juvenile I've, schoolyard rap. Life's a bitch and then you die. That's why we get high. Because like, you don't like, know
1: when you're going to go.
2: That's like a, like a seven year old wrote that. Thank you, know. Max. Horrible. Thank you. I don't. I don't understand how it's. It's immature. It sucks. That's like writing butts are
0: stinky because they poop. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> brother. Dude, I have to 100% disagree. I like the chorus of this song. I Only like about the, the I, deep
2: symbolism behind life is a bitch and then you die. Why does it have to be deep symbol? <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <yeah, laughs> it doesn't have to be. I mean, that's the theme of the song. I'm being antagonistic.
1: It will fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you lost me a little bit on that one, Max. Don't, don't you ever think, why do uh, I get high? I don't get high.
0: You yeah. never know when you're going to I never know when I'm going You're drinking
1: gonna go. a Truly. Not- you're drinking something similar to a Truly. Why are you drinking that? Because life's a bitch. No. you die. <laughs> yeah. It says soulful roots. I thought it said soulful robots. <laughs> I'm drinking this because I'm thirsty. Dennis is a you're robot. You're drinking alcohol because you're thirsty. Very. You're trying to numb something. Very. And you don't know what it is. <laughs> Because life's a bitch.
2: So you smoke the stuff that's made, that they make soap out of.
1: We all have darkness inside. Lie. <laughs> <and> Nas <laughs> and his buddy are just saying it, bluntly. Yeah. You know, Um. so... Go ahead, Dennis. Uh, you go ahead.
0: Oh. Um. No, so I... Uh. Yeah, dude, I, I got to 100% disagree with you guys on that because I... I've, I like the theme of this song. I think that it fits fine. I like that he... I like the chorus in the sense that, like... He's just like,
1: he's just fucking going at it. I like that. I, I like it. It's at, at like the last phrase of it. He goes, and then you die. Yeah. And that, that at like the end. Flat.
0: And yeah. Weird. Uh, like he's just yelling it. It is, it is it compounded
2: explained? by, I think, uh, AZ has an annoying voice. Agree. Well. I agree. I like voice. I think it's fine. The tone
1: of his voice is Yeah. It's just kind of like, sounds weird. like an easy E type.
0: I will say, um, it's kind of, uh, he was also annoying. I will say that the the, the thematic nice the theme of this song is like nothing new. It's not very original, and Az's contribute uh, you know his his verse as well as him doing the chorus. It's nothing like astoundingly unique or anything like that. But uh, but I feel like it's well done. I like it. Um, what I, what I feel like uh, kind of gives the song another element is that when Nas's verse comes in. It's not. It's not really like that. It doesn't fit the theme a hundred percent as well. It's like he's more pondering it and and coming out like with a different angle on it, which I think is interesting. Is life a bitch?
1: I I think Az's verse and Nas's verse as well. Those are both good. There's only like I think this is a good song, and there's only like three things are wrong with it. But they're like, two of them are are big fucking things to me. The first one, which is a minor thing, is it starts off with more annoying banter between the two of them, and I just don't care for that. Like, it's just... It's just dumb. Like, I don't want to listen to it. And the other thing is AZ's chorus. Like we said, I, I think that's bad. And the instrumental on this one, this is a perfect fucking example of what I was talking about with Macho Man and sampling. This is literally a portion of a gap band song looped until the end. And then his father plays that cornet solo. That's it. That's terrible. I didn't know. I liked the inch. I liked the, Oh no, it sounds great. Cause it's a gap band song. There's nothing else in it other than the, the cornet solo. It's a gap band song, a portion of it looped until the end. That's why it sounds good. I guess I, I just,
2: I don't know because it, it, because of what they do over it, it doesn't sound like they just like stole it and copied it. Because they make, it I mean, by, the, by, there, by there's there's
1: no vocal references to the Gap Band song, it's "Yearning for Your Love." There's there's nothing like that. I mean, that they just they rap over the beat that is a portion of that song looped, and then the cornet solo. I guess maybe if I heard the Gap Band song, what's the so you're saying you don't like that, or you think they should have done more? I think that's terrible. the The producer Les that's a fucking joke. Like you just took a portion of a song and looped it. That sucks.
2: I don't know that cause cause then he took that portion and that inspired those two guys to
1: do their, do their <coughs> verses and choruses over it. Um, is that chronologically how it happened or do they already have those lyrics and he just graved that to him? You know, I think it sounds good. I don't see any problem with, it does sound good. That's the, that's, but when you dig deeper and you realize what the instrumental is, that stinks. I don't really think it matters that much. Like th- that what they're doing matter. is they're crea- they're they're putting something out that is, it is different from what, from the original song. I mean, it's not just the Gap Band song. They turn it into their own thing, and then it's a. I mean, it's a portion of the instrumental just looped. I I, I mean it that is literally about, what it is. To yeah, my ears, it? it sounds like a good song. I uh, and yeah, I think it, I'm fine but, with that because yeah. it's a
2: portion of it so too. I, it's not like they I, just took the whole song. And wrapped over it, they they took a part of it and were like, this part sounds cool, especially when you loop it. That's,
1: that's so fucking lazy. I think, he, I mean, you've got some philosophical issue that doesn't really play into what the what we're talking about is. We're talking about the song. How does it not fit into the point of what we're talking about? I feel like it's a valid point. I just don't, I mean, I don't, I don't mind. Right, I think yeah, I don't, I'm not like offended by it. It just kind of sucks. I, I I think it also. I get what good. you're saying. That's the point of it. It does sound good, but the the fact I wish I didn't dig Would deeper you? into it. You preferred if they threw in a part of a second song if it didn't sound as good. I mean, what like if it didn't sound as good? I mean, he he put this together and said, "Hey, this sounds good. You guys rap over this." Of course, it's it sounds important. good. It's one song looped into itself the whole That's time. The, I mean, you could just you could just do that over and over and over again of every single track. Like, well, there's nothing creative about that. The only creative part instrumentally like, is the cornet solo from his father.
0: Well, even if so, it's I mean, I feel like, like that's more of a fault of like the producer who was obviously yeah. a contributor of the track, but this song, it doesn't bother me just because I like the song, but I mean, like at the same time, I see what you're saying. I like, like I, mean, I mean,
1: I like the sound of it too, the the instrumental, but now that I know what it is, it's just like, uh, that, do you kind of stinks? Do you uh, just like, dislike
2: kind of the whole genre of like plunder phonics and just sampling in general.
1: What the fuck is plunder phonics?
2: It's so when when music is made out of, to fun work. It's purely like
1: music made out of samples. Okay, I mean, that's just like doing a really complex mashup. Like it it can be good, but this guy's not doing that. To me, it's just from the old school of hip hop where they had a fucking record and they rapped over it live, and they it doesn't really matter as long as it it sounds good. And they said, "Hey, this sounds good. Let's fucking record that." But the, I mean, you could use the same argument of like a uh, band's just like ripping off other people's riffs. Who cares if it, as long as it sounds good, like that's, that's not good enough.
0: Fair, uh, fair enough sure. point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and the fun, I, f- I, the fun fact I wanted to mention since LES is only the producer of this one song, and you know, thank God if this is what he does, um, he also produced Getting Jiggy with It. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't remember what that music this sounds album just like. went up 10 points for Brett. That oh, one goes shit. <laughs> I take it back. Getting
0: jiggy with it goes,
2: <laughs> na 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 na. But
0: right I don't out, know what
2: the beat
0: right sounds like. <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> see my <laughs> hand <laughs> where my hip <laughs> be at. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, he does west. I know. But that's my favorite line. Is that the one where west? he's
2: like, I got a bag with some stuff in it? <laughs> 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 I got a cigar, but I don't. I just bite it. It's for the look. I don't light it. Listen, I've got a bag
1: with common and rare spiders in it. <laughs> if you listen to my album, I'll let you have half of them.
2: <laughs> there are wolf and jumping. Brett, <laughs> Brett's on record favorite rapper. Everybody, William yeah. Smith, a <laughs> oh, Willard, Fresh Prince.
1: He's act, He's a great rapper.
0: Uh, uh, it's he, fun. It's Ooh. a fun time.
1: DJ, yeah, it's a fun John. time.
0: Um, <laughs> So, um, what, anything else about Life's a Bitch,
1: Dennis? I that those are those are my main three things. The the beat is smooth. Yeah. On yeah. paper, I like it, but I don't like how how it's been done. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're looking deeper in it than anyone else in the universe who would just. No. Listen, no. I know, could I now. could definitely
0: see other people looking into it that way. I I mean I don't I don't share that sentiment. That I mean like you know it's
1: the, the main drawing point to me. As far as like the the instrumentals of hip hop, uh, you let you know rap music, hip hop, like the the instrumentals of it. If you're if you're sampling and doing stuff, you don't pull from one source and just put that down and loop it. You got to do like a mashup and do something fresh. This isn't fresh. This is a portion of that song looped. Yeah, yeah, it's I, literally I, the same thing. I get it. I got you. Yeah.
0: No, no, and I, and 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 fundamentally, I'd say I agree with you in that it just doesn't it wasn't a factor for me in listening to this song you know like i mean i, I just i mean i didn't know that you know and i mean like but to be honest i, I just like the song it didn't really change my opinion of it per se for me it's not much of a bug but <laughs> you know i mean but no i mean yeah i understand that i totally do uh but yeah i don't know um this song for me i i i, I, I you know my notes are pretty basic but i mean i like the instrumental I like Az and and his uh, and his delivery of the chorus, but um like I was saying, Nas is definitely the uh, the shining portion of this one for me, just because I feel like his verse is like surprisingly like not directly opposite, but like I said, it's a bit more thought out. It's kind of about how he used to think this. Y- way. Yeah, like it's it's kind of surprisingly optimistic. Yeah, about like the subject of the song. It kind of turns like whereas Az is kind of. Like, I I don't think that his verse is bad. I I, I like it, and it's well-written, but, like, it's It's, much more stereotypical what you would think this song would be. It seemed like they didn't talk about what
1: they were going to say.
0: Yeah, or, I mean, they were just showing that, I mean, if you you want to give them credit that maybe they didn't mean, maybe they were trying to show, like, two sides of, you know, that argument or something, I don't know. But, like, if you want to go more artistic, I could see Nas thinking that way. I don't know much about AZ, so I'm not really sure. I know he's another New York rapper, but... Yeah,
1: like, I mean, I don't know anything about him. Yeah. You know, when I looked him up, it said not to be confused with Jay Z. This is <laughs> actually, like, oh, okay, thanks.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: This is his first
2: recording. Is on this song. Well, I, I guess he does pretty
1: good for a first time. He's got
0: a sick he, flow. He, he does. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I uh, yeah, I I'd would agree. not expect him to. I didn't expect that to be his first time recording. Yeah. but <laughs>
1: his his flow is pretty good. I just don't like the tone of his voice. And I mean, it's it's that New York accent, and Nas even dips into that on some other some other songs. Where it's like, I, I mean, we're all from the Midwest, and this is like the most accentless place for English. So anything else kind of always sounds that's, funny to me.
0: That's relative.
1: Yeah, people but think I that mean, we sound
0: like. I found out recently from a
2: coworker that I have an accent, and then I started noticing it because he's from California. He
1: has the accent. You yeah, do but, not. Yeah, but people around here will. There's see. no such thing as. Uh, there's that pe- people saying. say that Midwest America is the most accentless English. That's. Uh, I mean, that's not really a thing. I used to have people all, that I worked with. It's all totally with. relative. Yeah. I. I isn't it kind of a thing though? I mean, it's. It is the a way bit. we wouldn't, speak English is the most like. Wouldn't shake robotic. Be the least ex. You know, like. That's. However, they spoke. 400 years ago in England.
2: A lot of the way we pronounce things is the most like phonetic, but we still have. The, yeah. The phonetic almost, like a robot. We That's have, why them, it's the most, we twang. have a slight, almost undetectable. Like
1: there's still a little bit of twang. I don't, I don't think I have any twang to my voice. There, I do. I do. People for sure. who language I worked with, we years and divide and diverge. And, and there's no such thing as no accent or it's like, this is kind of, we speak close to the accepted accent that people on TV speak. But that doesn't mean we don't have an accent. That just means that's how they talk on TV. I think our lack of an accent comes off as an accent.
0: Good. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've worked with people, though, from here, you know, being here like my entire life that have said that, like, I have an accent or say that I am have a fucking West Coast accent because I say the word dude a lot or something like it's fucking stupid. But, mm. yeah. all relative, like Brett said. But, yeah. Uh, no, but, um. <clears throat> yeah as for the rest of the song I mean that's the main points that I have about it um, I do I really like the the cornet solo at the end um, I'd say that's
1: one of the best parts on
0: the album yeah yeah it's really cool um, uh, Nas's dad had said too that like um, when he brought him in to do that he was like play something that reminds you of when we were growing up <laughs> that's what he said that was his his guidance for that
1: that's nice Sad.
0: (laughs) Sad. Sad sounding solo. It is, yeah. Well, I mean, their mom died and like, you know, it it was rough. Mine would be like, (laughs) I I
1: think there are a lot of verses on on this song that are more generally relatable. Um, I mean, there's still some stuff where he kind of goes off on personal stuff that he may or may not have actually done in real life. But I mean, the, like the, I switch my motto instead of saying fuck tomorrow, that buck that bought a bottle could have struck the lotto. Like, uh, I mean, that's pretty relatable.
0: <laughs> I, I like that. I like that line a lot actually. Yeah. And that's, that's part of what I was talking about where I was like, Oh, he's like, he's talking a bit more like maturely and optimistically about like the topic of this song. Like, it's like, I don't feel like he really, feels that way you know (laughs) like or or maybe he's grown past that um it's an interesting one to kind of dissect at least with his verse after you know having the context of the song you know with az's verse and uh, and the chorus at least like Mm -hmm. i don't know it's a it's definitely one of the ones that i like to listen to the most like not just because i like the song and how it sounds but just uh just for you know analyzing the lyrics i guess which which i you know think is pretty vital for hip hop albums like this that are pretty lyrical and whatnot yeah i will say too um i'll get this out of the way real quick um uh this is more of a general topic but it's relevant on this song especially like i like how Nas is like as we said before very poetic and uh thinks about his lyrics a lot but it's not that like obnoxious like conscious hip hop where it's like you need a fucking thesaurus and shit <laughs> like to like really understand everything. Like, yeah, it's it moves
1: like, very fast and on a lot of tangents. So it is, it is difficult to keep up. But I it's mean, not it, like,
0: with what he's saying, but like once you, it's not, if you take it difficult. line by line, like, you know, and, and realize the context of it, like, I don't, I don't like not understand what he's talking about, you know, sitting like, here and
2: like, reading the lyrics, uh, <clears throat>
1: is I'm like, Oh yeah, that's what he was saying. <laughs> Yeah, that's what he's talking about here. Yeah, uh, there. I mean, even on this song, and I mean other ones. There's a lot of things that he says I have no idea what he's talking about, and I mean that's kind of like a cliche hip hop thing where they just like reference things, whether it's like pop culture or like some some sort of like I guess hip hop culture is pop culture too, but like, uh, like landmarks or like local things of where he's from. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, and I mean like the slang that they use. I still don't know what the fuck he's talking about. So I'm kind of like in the dark about half of it.
0: I will say like the the slang I can understand, like, you know, like not understanding at first. It's, it's more like, uh, but I feel like actually on this album, at least with Nas, there's not a lot of like straight like pop culture references like there are in a lot of stuff from this time. Oh, he gets into it. I mean, he does a little bit, but I, I don't think it's nearly as much as like he's not constantly doing it.
1: Yeah, like it's a, it's not to the point of annoyance where it's like, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this it, what we we're talking about, like, um, you know, he he raps really fast, but he's always kind of saying something, even if it is tangentially like a roller coaster. Mm. I, this like concept. There, there's a there's a rapper called Sugar Free. You know, Dennis, we play that video sometimes, right? Yeah sugar-free and he's like he we watched this video of him rapping like he's like in a kitchen it's like a home video and it was when he was young he's like super fucking fast like constant flow of words and they all kind of make sense but but really like what is he saying it's kind of like you're not really saying anything there you're just you're you have a long you're able st-
0: to connect these strands like, yeah, a, yeah yeah it's and like- it's
1: a talent but it's like being able to shred guitar, but not really play anything Mm -hmm. melodic or something, you know, it's like, uh, I would, I would bring that back to my, my Bob Dylan comparison. A lot of his lyrics are just like, it's extreme of consciousness a little bit. Uh, yeah, but I mean the, like what I was going to say about Dylan is it's, it's like, he, he's saying a lot of like complex shit and I feel like people give him more credit than he deserves because some of it just doesn't make any fucking sense and it just like sounds good together and it sounds like he's saying something profound, but not really. And that's like, that's kind of how I think of like super lyrical hip hop too. Is like you're saying a lot of words that sound good together, but a lot of it's just kind of bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Honestly, I would say 75% of the lyrics on this album kind of just flew past me and I didn't like take the time to read the lyrics. While I listened, you know, but like the bits and pieces I could catch are like, you know, he's, he's saying shit, but it's a lot of It's just like, I read through it a few times, fire words.
0: Yeah. I read through it a few times, like as I listened and, uh, I feel like I was able to like, <clears throat> comprehend and kind of think about like pretty much everything, like yeah. for the most part, you know, it definitely is one of those though. And, uh, I've seen videos of like fans and. Even Nas himself, I think he said, is like you know, he's like, I don't want to make lyrics and songs that like you only listen to once to catch everything. Like he he wants you to re listen and, and kind of examine because I mean he he doesn't do it as much as like a lot of rappers do today, but he does have a lot of like you know, wordplay, double meaning, and and in different you know, metaphoric things and whatnot that they, they kind of make you go like, Oh, well, you know, maybe he meant this or maybe he meant that, you know, or something like that. It just gets you,
1: get you pondering a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's good hip hop lyricism though. I mean, good metaphors, good similes. It's just, I, I mean, when it's, when it's this lyrical, it's, it's a lot to take in.
0: Yeah. I don't feel like he's nearly as overbearing as like a lot of those, like, like, like I said, the, the conscious hip hop stuff that's like you know, yeah, like I said, some shit that like you just need. To, like I don't even know what word they're fucking using. You know? <laughs> yeah, like it's, I, like, I don't. I don't think anything.
1: Like a, I, I mean, th- this album is the only experience I have of Nas for listening to a full album. And nothing on here is pretentious lyrically. Yeah, and that's which
0: that's, I, that's a plus for me. Yeah, and same, no, no, no. same. It's not pretentious, but it's also not just fucking dumb. <laughs> no, like, not you know? no, not at all. <laughs> like it's 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 just. He, you could tell he's a, he's a smart dude and, uh, you know, knows his shit and just talks about what he knows, which is, you know,
1: cool, but what he knows is things I don't know. (laughs) That's (laughs) why he's painting this picture. I'm still confused. He's (laughs) weaving,
0: weaving the tapestry. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. Um, so anything else about, uh, life's a bitch. Do you die? Everyone will. All right, The World Is Yours.
2: That is the next song, yeah. I don't remember this one. Mm.
0: Really?
1: No. Yes. (laughs) I remember it. It's my least favorite to this point. The chorus is just kind of off. It just kind of is there. You
0: know, I thought that uh, when I first heard it, I was like, the chorus bugged me because it's like kind of atonal. Yeah. But then like, the I next, don't it's the catchy. next, yeah, the next day I was kind of humming it though, yeah. and like it kind of got stuck in my head. And what world is it? <laughs> it's
1: uh it's fine. It's just at this point, it's like uh, fatigue of the album a little bit for me already. Kind of, not in a, not like God, I'm fucking sick of this. But oh, it's another kind of similar song.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, I think this one's different enough. Um, it's definitely. I feel like it's the most. Uh, hooky
1: I I guess I could see that
0: definitely feels like to me like kind of the most like single hooky song on the album um I like it um like the verses a lot um the instrumental again is is I I dig it um you know keeps the tone of the album but it's it's a little bit different because it's a bit more of a, a positive song I guess um yeah overall um but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun listen. It was a bit of, this one was a, a bit of a grower for me, but by the end, I mean, I've been able to listen to this a lot. So, I mean, like I, I like this quite a bit. Um, that's Pete, uh, rock, the, uh, producer singing on the chorus too. And, uh, I don't know, like I said, I thought it was weird at first, but, but once that grew on me, I was like, Oh, this gets stuck in my head all the time. I kind of like it.
1: Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, like I said, it's just, um, I don't like it as much as, Two songs that came previous. Yeah, uh, I'd say that. I I guess I didn't really catch what the verses were.
0: Uh what do you mean? He's out for he's out for dead presidents to represent him. Yeah. That was when he did that. That that's what made this a that's what made that a stereotype in hip hop. Dead presidents? Yeah. You're sure? Yeah.
1: How do you know that? I mean There's a lot of stuff talking about it on the uh, internet. Yeah. On Inter- the internet. Oh, chronologically that makes sense, <laughs> I guess. I yeah, I mean,
0: it's a, it's a very played out stereotype for this type of music, but...
1: It influenced yeah. All About the Benjamins. Wow. <laughs> I have no idea when that came out. <laughs> but I'm, I'm assuming it, it influenced that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of... People called them Benjamins before that. It's All About the Benjamins. He didn't invent ben- the name Benjamin Franklin. Well, he didn't say no, that. No, he didn't say that. Yeah, he says Dead, yeah. Pro- dead Presidents. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, But did you hear the Will Smith shout out in this one? He says Big Willy style. Okay. Not, I figured That's he was not talking about Ill, Ill will. He is. He but, oh, okay. you know, I, I thought... I did, for sure. I thought you'd get excited when you heard that. It's, side note yeah. on that, too. Okay. Like,
0: <laughs> when this song was playing, like, yesterday, and I was in my car, and I was at a fucking stoplight, and I had my window kind of cracked, and I was just singing along to that part. And, like, I looked over, and someone was just fucking staring at me, and I was doing the to my man ill will god bless your life
1: <laughs> <laughs> just kind of humming it to myself i particularly like the jazzy piano sample on this one yeah um yeah i like that too uh, according to wikipedia it's from a song called i love music by ahmad jamal which i would have to look into because i really like it hmm. um i think the the instrumental on this track is it's better than the previous two songs because there's actual like good variety to it with the, the stopping and the starting. Yeah. It changes up a lot more. Yeah. And there's some, there's some intermittent like uh record scratching, which I like that. It kind of breaks up the monotony of like it being looped. Yeah. But I'm not really fond of record scratching.
0: I, I was going to say the same thing. I'm not too big on it. Like just as a general concept of being part of a song. Like, only because most of the times that I've heard it or have reference for that, it's some earlier hip-hop stuff in which it goes on for far too fucking long. Yeah. And, like, this almost gets there, but for some reason, like, when they do it on this track, it's a little bit more, like, concise and... I don't know what other term to use other than like (laughs) melodic-y and it kind of works with that song I don't know it doesn't really bug me it almost gets to the point where it goes on a little too long for me but I don't mind it I actually think it kind of complements the song
1: pretty well yeah I mean the the older like 80s hip-hop stuff where they they overly uh, do the record scratching thing I kind of attribute that to like when hip-hop was super influenced by Electro yeah and they were just they they were fucking they are beating a dead horse with that shit yeah
0: I, I did not mind it in this track, though. I I, I thought it complemented it decently well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it does a good it does a good job with the instrumental. I'm just in general, I, I'm not fond of record scratching. Yeah. It's not really like something I like. It sounds very old school and a little bit corny to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you.
1: Um, something else on this song, I don't know if you guys noticed, but it it happens like a few times, with the part where it, like really, really rubs me the wrong way, um, where he says a line, Nas he's like to name my daughter and then a backing vocal comes in that says the same thing but it's like super muffled and it just it just doesn't sound good
0: i kind of noticed that there's a there's a couple examples of that in other songs too or like the backtracks or like the hype line Mm -hmm. is like kind of like just really buried yeah and like it's it's like i I literally had to like I wouldn't know what they were saying if I didn't look at the lyrics, you know? Yeah, like, like, it, like it
1: comes yeah. in so, like, muffled that it sounds like he just, like, mumbles the same line, but it sounds like the exact same clip played, but they just, like, just, like, buried it in there, and it just doesn't sound good. That is weird. I don't
0: remember that one in particular that you're talking about, at least off the top of my
1: head, but... He says, like, to name my daughter my strength, and then, like, in the middle of, like, where he says my, like, to name my daughter, like, comes back into the backing vocal, and it just doesn't sound good. That's weird. That's a weird choice. Yeah, I I thought it was it it was an odd thing to do because, like, it I'm pretty sure it does that throughout the track, like other times with the backing vocal thing, but that one to me just didn't sound good. Like it it was just like a bad mixing thing. Yeah, the mix in general, like of this
0: album, it's not bad overall. It it does seem kind of like hands off though. It's a little murky, but I feel like it kind of it complements the for the most part the majority of the album it kind of complements the uh tone and the atmosphere that they're it's going like for it, it adds yeah. to the sleepy um, dreamy yeah yeah like we were talking about earlier uh, with that kind of like more etherealish yeah vibe over the the grounded drums and lyrics and stuff um but yeah I, there there are moments where you're like Oh, like, you know, they they didn't mess with that too much in the mixing board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, but Yeah. But yeah, no, I I, I I get what you're saying, though, because there's a couple examples of that, like, even in later tracks, too, where I'm just like, I noticed that particularly with, like, the hype backing track or something like that. It's just, a, just yeah, weird
1: choice. Weird choice. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I have to say about this song, I, I don't really care for, like, the shout outs he does at the end. That just, oh, that mean, just seems yeah. like it's it's padding the runtime of the song. It's like, I, dude, I don't care. He does that in a few songs. Yeah, I know. I did. That's that's another like hip hop cliche thing. I don't like it. It just it just sounds so like. If you give them a shout out, maybe you'll get one in theirs. I'm saying it's not. I mean, yeah, I guess. But what the fuck does that have to do with me as a listener? Like, I don't it's, care. This is way before hashtags, kids. True, <laughs> but <laughs> they were called sharps. They were pound. It was pound. <laughs> it's, it's sharps? <laughs> Who called it that? <laughs> Musicians? Not to be hoity-toity, but I did actually call them sharps. Like For a long oh. time, I didn't know they were called pounds. Yeah. I guess you played the big bass. The big old bass. On the paper. On the paper notes. Music on paper? You can write I gotta, music? I can to listen to that? That's how Beethoven did it. Shit. He was pretty good. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Oh,
0: so anything more about uh, world is yours? Nope. All right. Uh, we can move on to halftime. Um, so as I said before, he had released this one as a single like in 92 or something like that. Yeah. 92. So a good while before this album came out and I'll say, I don't mind this song, but I don't really have much to say about it other than like, it does feel noticeably older. everything else on the album it's not really like about much like uh, i mean i didn't really
1: think it sounded noticeably older
0: i thought it did and just like the content of it i I, like i don't know i mean it's fine um it shows off his kind of wordplay
1: and and his his flow ability but like there's some very interesting lyrics on this one yeah i mean mine is uh used to watch chips now i load glock clips i just think why can't you do both well, we stop watching TV to, to when grow you're, up when you're on the streets. You don't have time to watch chips. Yes, you do can always make time to watch what chips. The do they do at night on Sunday at their mom's house. They're watching chips. His mom died, Brett. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's when he lost chips. <laughs> These lyrics that I'd like to point out. This fucked up. <laughs> um, this is very early in the song. Uh, if Nas say,
0: is listening, I'm, we're sorry. I'm my
1: bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, here early in the song, you couldn't catch me in the streets without a ton of reefer. That's like Malcolm X catching the jungle fever. <laughs> That's really fucking funny. That is
0: a funny lyric. I, yeah. I mean, like he's, <laughs> but like I said, I mean, the, it feels to me like this was, you know, that, that earlier single. Cause he's just kind of like throwing shit out there to get, att- to get people's attention. You know, it, it is it, that kind of
1: like old school thing where they just, brag about their rapping skills yeah but which
0: i mean you know fair enough whatever you know yeah, i mean that, like, that's
1: a that's like a, a staple i mean rappers still do that today yeah
0: and like i mean i don't mind the song like i said i just mean like it just feels devoid of like actual content compared to like the rest of the album to me
1: yeah, I guess I can hear that. The um, beat,
0: the beat isn't like anything more special than anything else on the album to me. I, I actually, mean, I think this is one of the I, best
1: beats on the album.
0: Really? Yeah. I thought it kind of landed in the middle. It was like, it, it, like I was like, it's good, but you know, nothing like that really, really caught me.
1: Okay. Well, another lyric, and this one really stood out to me. Um, it's right after the uh, the chips and the Glock clip. But uh, yeah, the, now I load Glock clips. I got to have it. I miss Mr. Magic. Versatile. My style switches like... Mm. But not a bisexual. I'm an intellectual. Going on with your... Why can't you load glop, glop clips and watch chips at the same time? Why can't a bisexual be an intellectual? I don't understand that lyric. It's a weird... Back of the day, people were anti-homosexuality. No, that that's, Especially that's still a huge problem in black America. I know. I was kidding. I was, okay. That was... That was more facetiousness. Okay, well, I, I don't understand what that lyric means. My style switches like. Ooh. What does that mean? He's in, sw- he's implying that s- like people are- switch their sexualities.
0: Like oh. he's saying that it's like a choice.
1: But he said, "But not bisexual," so it's not switching.
2: Uh, the first time I heard it, my brain thought that
1: was a weird choice. I don't. I don't know what he's trying to say. No, That's that that we, makes more sense because because he sw- says <laughs> switching styles, but not a bisexual. I'm an intellectual. He's got to be talking about his, like, rap styles. Uh, Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I think so.
2: No, he's talking about how he can alternate between watching Chips and reloading his guns.
1: (laughs) He can't do both. He said it.
2: (laughs) He's changed his mind. You know what? (laughs) Actually, he said himself, he said, if I can load four clips, I can watch
1: one episode of Chips. (laughs) (laughs) He allows himself. 30 minutes of TV. He's a strata head. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That that lyric to me is just fucking absurd.
0: It definitely is.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of like uh, classic hip-hop homophobia. It, it, yeah. It sort of just <laughs> in one ear and out the other. Like, I wouldn't say it's in one ear and out the other because when I heard that, I was like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> yeah, I was like, nope. It, All it, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it sticks out, but I kind of, I take it with a grain of salt. I do like this
2: line, because when I blast the herb, that's my word. <laughs> Hell
0: yeah. I like how it, it, I just want to say real quick. Um, does he do it in the song where he refers to weed as Buddha? He does that a lot. Maybe that's his
2: no favorite strain.
0: That's just what he calls it.
2: Uh, you mean, you mean, booty? Buddha.
0: Bootyism? God damn it. <laughs> that's a deep cut. Cool. But yeah, uh, no, I mean, I don't. I don't know. This song in general, like, I mean, I don't mind it. Um, you know it doesn't like derail the album for me or anything it just like it's just it's a little in one ear out the other i I thought i
1: thought this was one of the highlights
0: outside of his uh
1: more so agree with nick i think there's um a sick bass groove you know yeah Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I, i mean i like the beat it just like it doesn't stand out more than like a lot of the other ones that we've already gotten to at this point in the album to me
1: I think it's the best one so far. I think I think the bass is great, and I think the horns and the chorus are great. Cool, cool. Yeah, and I mean, this one does sound a little bit more old school than I guess the previous songs we've heard, and it kind of reminds me of Big Daddy Kane, and I like Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the, I'm, I'm looking at the lyrics right now, and there's shit that I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> like he's, he's talking about. Sp- Jesus, this song's all about just like smoking weed and, and rap being a good rapper. It. Okay, yeah. but word to Marcus Garvey or Heartless Sparkton. What? What is any of that? They were probably prominent mm-hmm. members of the scene or something at the time. Okay. Uh, but chill past the entree and let's lay. I bag bitches up at John Jay and hit a matinee. What the fuck is John Jay? Is that a place? I don't like... Jimmy I don't, John's. Jimmy John's. <laughs> I know Jimmy John's. I know Jimmy John's. Okay, I know Jimmy John's. Yes. Sir.
0: Okay. You I was seen like, nice honestly, picking up chicks at Jimmy John's. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, the hottest
1: chicks are at Jimmy John's. Humpty. There's Humpty. <laughs> um, um, oh. I thought you were serious for a second. I was like, quote Humpty. Um, um, <laughs> <D. D. It, laughs> uh, he once got busy. I misquoted him. But yeah. Um, yeah, you guys want to go on do Memory Lane? One more thing I will say. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, this has more opening banter, and I fucking hate it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. And on that note, we'll go to Memory Lane. Uh, this one is in Sitting my head. park Constantly.
3: Ooh, ooh.
0: Yeah, ooh. I, I love the beat on this song. The little vocal lines and the organ. Yeah. Super cool. This is I a like pretty it. good one, yeah. 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 I like the organ. Yeah, the organ's awesome. Uh this is another almost day in the life song, but it's framed more as like uh, him looking back at things that have happened to him. And uh Yeah, I don't know. It's um I it, this one may be the most like what we were talking about, like the most like uh airy kind of etherealish song on the album, mm-hmm. uh, just with the instrumental and the, and the lyrical content of him, like literally kind of daydreaming about like what was, what else happened to him. Um, I do think it's cool. Like, I mean, like, um, he, he almost, uh, he almost frames like all these events. Like it's like, uh, like a sermon and he's like putting all the memory stuff to rest and like kind of like moving on and whatever else. And uh, it's about like growing up fast and shit like that. And uh, I don't know, it, it, it it resonates really well for what he's trying to do. This Um, is, this is like the defining song of the
2: album for me. Um, It's, this is, this is what I wanted the whole thing to sound like. Hmm. Is this just very, you know, it's got that like, I love like you said it's kind of ethereal. Uh it's like looping, it's kind of hypnotic. And he's just, you know, just talking the whole time. Yeah.
0: I just I really, really like this song. It's great. Yeah. It's one of the highlights for me. It's that's probably one of the I don't really have a, a top track on this one. Because there's a lot there's like three or four of them that I kind of like about the same, but this one was frequently in the number one spot for me like as as looking or as listening to it um it's
1: uh it's up there for sure i I mean i think it's a quality song i can i can definitely see why you would say that it's i have a favorite song and it's like by far my favorite song but it's not it's not this one but i think this one is good um a quick question um so in the opening banter that happens in this song um uh, who the hell is Grand Wizard? Cuz that sounds uh like something uh, something else. Maybe they didn't yeah. who is uh, what, what's, He's he's uh he's one of the producers. What a what a
2: strange name. Maybe they didn't know about him. I'm maybe pretty he, sure they did.
1: Or maybe he's taking it. It's an ironic uh it's <laughs> like when you name a big a, a big guy tiny.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. But, <laughs> maybe they're just taking it. I don't know. This yeah.
1: th- this seems in pretty poor taste. Grand Wizard. I Grand know. Wizard. I think that's funny. That's it, if it didn't have the connotation. That's a great fucking name. Sure, but he's, it he's does the, have the connotation. He's, he's the
0: one. He's the one who does the chorus in uh, uh, "One Time for Your Mind."
1: Okay. Yeah, uh, that's that's him. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't like that guy then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. Yes. But yeah, um,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Possibly
0: it, in poor taste.
1: I don't know. Yeah, it made me real a little bit because he's like, Grand Wizard. And I was like, uh, who are you working with? <laughs> who helped you make this album? Nas, no! It's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the... He's a real nice southern gentleman. <laughs> yeah. Well connected. Um, she became a very big conspiracy weird thing. <laughs> the, a, the, the beat on this song is very good. Yeah. And, I mean, I, th- I think it's in the, the top three on the whole album for me. Um There's more record scratching in the course of this one, which I don't really care for, but it's a very minor thing. Yeah, I didn't notice it as much in this one. Yeah. Um One of the things that I noticed in this song, what's, what's that fucking like Caribbean voice that comes in? Like somebody just does like a fucking Caribbean accent at some point. It's like, what the, what?
0: I don't know what that is.
1: Sting. Must oh, be. Oh no! I gotta drop this album. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it like it just comes out of nowhere. Oh,
0: bop. <laughs> Sting showed up on this fucking album. Oh my god! I would, I would quit. I'd quit the podcast. I, I would hate
1: it too. <laughs> Sting, yeah, Sting has no place on this. But I wouldn't quit the podcast. Sting has no place on this. <laughs> I'd be like,
0: what, Sting? What are you doing?
1: It would kind of. It would, like, delegitimize the whole album for me if Sting was just, like... Get out of here, Sting! what the fuck? (laughs) Did he ruin Dune for you? Dune? Dune? No. No. Oh, that was the reason I didn't like that movie, for sure. You didn't know it was him till the end. I thought it was Billy Idol. We we watched that movie. (laughs) Nick and I watched that movie together in, like, middle school, and we were joking the whole time, and I was like, it's fucking... Look at this Sting guy. And I was like, yeah, fucking Billy Idol. And (laughs) at the end, it's like... Sting. we were like
0: what <laughs> i was actually Sting. like oh no first exposure to sting not good did you guys ever watch uh the venture like brothers
1: yeah
2: do you remember that the the leader of the villain union is david bowie yeah <laughs> that's funny i like it's that. like david bowie's
0: like like genuine superpowers <laughs> <laughs> i like that Ooh. but yeah um uh, anything else to add about uh, Memory Lane? That's all I had. No, I love it. Yeah. Oh, I did have one note about the. Uh, hang on. I wrote down a line. Because this one does have some of the coolest lines, I think, on the album as well. Yeah. I mean, this one did have good lyrics, but
1: I mean, th- there's nothing I really want to speak about specifically. It's good. It's good
0: stuff. Uh, but yeah, we can move on to uh, One Love featuring
1: Q-Tip. Yeah, this is his, his one production on the album. Um, I mean, right off the bat, I got to say, it's more fucking opening banter. And I'm so sick of it. <laughs> Doesn't bother me.
0: Yeah, I'm, I, every time you bring that up, I'm like, hardly noticed. I don't
1: know. It. I it think tri- you just don't like hip-hop. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> it's like me and pop music. 99% of it, I don't like it. Um But yeah, I, I like the, uh, the beat on this one though. The little like bells, I think they're, it says like Mbira or something. I don't know what that instrument is, but it sounds like bells to me. If it's bell-like, I like it. I didn't know what instrument that was
0: either, but I did write that down as well. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. I like the instrumental on this one a lot as well. Inconsistent with the rest of the album. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, I like the, uh, structure and idea of the song, even though it's, it's not incredibly inventive. Um, but, uh, you know, the idea of him writing letters to friends he has like in jail, like that's a, that's an, that's a cool idea. And it's, it's structured in a way that, I mean, I've heard other hip hop songs do that, you know, but like, uh, this is definitely one of the better examples of that. I feel, um, he, uh, you know, I mean, as we've said about the previous tracks, I mean, he just has a, he has a great flow, and uh, it just really works in that idea of, like, you know, him, like, telling someone about, like, what's going on, like, you know, while they're
1: not there. This uh, That's interesting. Like, I didn't catch that that's what the story or or whatever.
0: Well, it's, yeah, it's like the first verse, and first and second verses are two different people, like, who are, you know, locked up, and then the third one is about him, like, kind of giving advice to, like, a young kid who, like, admires him. And so it's 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 pretty interesting read, like, if you read through that one in the... Uh, the part that
2: stands out to me in this song is when he's, like... He's, like, something, if you hurt her mother or hurt your mother, it makes you want to murder for real. I put a glove and, and a mask on to bust slugs or something like that. That part, for whatever
0: reason, always perks my ears up. Yeah. I don't know. This song uh, is... I mean, he does this well with every song I feel, but, um, uh, this one in particular, uh, does a great job of, uh, painting a picture with the lyrics. Um, uh, and again, you know, the, you get that kind of, uh, you know, the, the, the dreamy kind of vibe, especially with the, the chorus on this one, I feel like is, is very much a part of that dreamy stuff we were talking about. Um, The chorus is weird. I mean, I thought it was. It it was. It was another one that was kind of a grower on me. I still don't. I still go back and forth on this one though, whether or not I like it or not.
1: Yeah, it's it's so repetitive Mm -hmm. that it becomes catchy. Yeah, but it's at first it's like, oh, it's like oh, this is it. Yeah,
0: but like I don't know. I kind of dig it now. Um, The, uh, I mean, it's kind of been a standout for me through the through all of the songs, but the uh, the uh, sliding upright bass line in this song is cool mm. um it's kind of a standout for me um and yeah i i did put uh, the uh, on a negative on this one the uh the outro on this one goes on too long the shout outs so, yeah it's almost like a minute and a half or something yep. like of just like well it, it's not even all shout outs though like half of it's just that chorus again <laughs> and then it just rides for a bit yeah and then he does some stuff it goes on for like way too long like but it made me curious who is Oogie? Hmm. <laughs> you don't know Oogie? I don't know
2: him. You don't know Oogie? Don't Isn't know that him. the bad guy in uh, Nightmare For Christmas? Could be. Sounds like a bad guy in Ape Escape. That's, <laughs> that's Oogie <laughs> Boogie. <laughs> can't, can't say boogie. that. What? This is not Oogie <laughs> Boogie. Ape Escape? This, this, he's not talking about Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas? Oogie Boogie Land? Oogie Boogie Land. Oogie Boogie Land. Listen, hmm. that's a tale for another day. But... um. I think, I think I <laughs> think
0: <laughs> the live show.
2: <laughs> Who Oogie is will remain a mystery, I think. Should, it's just you like You uh,
1: could Googie Oogie. <laughs> I could, but I don't want to. Um I I kinda go back and forth on this song. I really like the beat and I really like the verses. Uh the chorus uh I, I like Q tip. I like a tribe called Quest. Um this chorus stinks. Um it's very repetitive, it's very annoying, and it, it does like one of the things that I absolutely hate when hip hop songs do it is where they just like lift the melody and the lyrics verbatim from a different song and then just kind of like hip hop it up. This one love it's from a Houdini song and it's just Q tip doing his like cover of it and it sucks. Nas on his next album. He also did Street Dreams, which is rhythmic Sweet Dreams and he just kind of like raps the chorus. That shit is terrible. Really terrible. If it fucking makes me cringe every time I hear it. I admit, that sounds kind of cool. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think you you might think it's great. I think it's awful. I
2: don't mind. There's something about just
1: the this whole genre. I don't really
2: mind when they just take other things and do their own thing on top of it. That's that's, something
1: about it just works for me. Dennis has a problem with the work ethic. (laughs) That's the worst fucking thing for me. I think, I think, um, and I know I said this before, but like 99.9% of people, and that's like, not an, not an exaggeration. Nobody, unless you're like a really deep hip hop dude, you know, nobody listens to a, a song on this and goes, Oh, that's from a 70s whatever band. you know? I, I, okay, I, I'm kind of halfway with you on that, that Houdini is just obscure enough to where people probably aren't going to notice this, but Sweet Dreams by the Eurythmics, like, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You're just, uh, like, changing the lyrics a little bit, doing the same melody, and just, like, kind of half-ass rapping at the chorus. Like, but I, that sucks. But my point is, like, all that really matters is the end product. Oh, sure, whether, if he's making money off whether it, it, then it whatever. Sounds, whether it sounds good or not. <laughs> You know, it doesn't matter how much work went into it. It matters to me. It does, and that's fine. But I, I don't think that's the point of what they're doing here. It's, it's. This is all about the lyrics, you know, and the verses. The rest is yeah. just kind of dressing. Yeah. I just don't like it. Fair enough.
0: But yeah. Work up. Anything else about this one? No. All right. Move on to a one time for your mind. One time. This is my favorite one. Really? This is, this is
1: the worst fucking song really? on the album. Uh, this is the funky one. This is I the worst one. One time
2: for
0: your mind. One time.
2: Yeah, whatever. And that's it. That's all
0: <laughs> I so fucking
1: annoying. <laughs> so
0: annoying. <laughs> this is like the I don't song. I don't mind it, but it's not like for it's not one of my favorites.
1: S- for some reason, this is the only song that I feel like I have heard in the past. Like, oh, I uh, I don't know how or where. <laughs> My for some reason i want to think it it was on adult swim at some point like okay they played it on adult it just like it gives me
2: childhood like you know i've kind of remember this that might be why i like uh memory lane or whatever so much i feel like i've heard that
1: song before you knew the houdini version <laughs> what which song i don't know no that's Sitting houdini's one park wolf. i don't know i what no that was grand rapids <laughs> S- sitting sitting in the park. Uh, I I forgot to mention this, but uh, it samples uh, Biz pick and Boogers," mm-hmm. and I think that's hilarious. I like that. I think they
0: did shows together and stuff.
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> I have no strong opinion about Biz Marquis either way. I think he's cool. <laughs> he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, this song I just like. It's kind of like upbeat and catchy. This, sound, mean, this sounds the most like something that they would play on the radio to me.
0: Yeah, um, this is about as uh, braggadocious as this album gets in terms of lyrical content,
1: I this, think. Whatever, uh, he says Buddha in this one. He does say it, yeah. Whatever the hip-hop version is for like, you'd say for like Shout of the Devil, that song rocks. This song just fucking stinks. <laughs> does that, but for hip-hop. One time for your mind, one this I, song just fucking raps. Yeah, rise. whatever. whatever. Shit raps, dude. I will
0: this shit raps. <laughs> <laughs> it does have some of my favorite, like, uh, descriptive lyrics in it, though. He he makes a, a comparison to a. You the condoms line? No, yeah. uh, the the Cinderella slipper one. Oh, I don't remember Pretty that one. Easy. I wrote it down. Hang on. <laughs> make me richer than a slipper made Cinderella fella. <laughs> yeah, <about> that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, said, he said, I, I try to stay mellow, rock well, acapella rhymes will make me richer than a slipper made Cinderella fella. I <laughs> like that. Okay. But yeah, um yeah, I did, wanted to talk about too. Um I too am not a uh, fan of uh Grand Wizard's uh hype feature on this track. Um it's a little racist. I <laughs> uh, I like when he I, I like his uh he does a little hype thing be, right before the second verse where they're like kind of talking back and forth, but he he has that one little line where he says like uh he's like that was all fine or something he's like but kick it for them gangsters man fuck all that or something like yeah I don't something. I don't like that I like that uh, where, where like when it clicks into the next verse I like that but oh the I, next verse is th- that starts off terrible
2: you don't like where he says it's nasty the villain
1: that that whole line that whole line sucks
0: <laughs> I like how Nas makes a statement in this song about being so gangsta that he shot his way out of his mouth <laughs> I was school. about to say that <laughs> As you that's were all funny. born that's I funny. shot my way out my mom Yeah, that
2: rocks <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. when I was 10 I was a hip hop and shorty wop known for rocking microphones and twisting off a 40 top <laughs>
0: <Yeah, laughs> that's awesome and
1: like, yeah. <laughs> that makes me want to fucking I don't know bang my head <laughs> <laughs> you're just that one dude fucking. <laughs> I don't know what to do at a rap show uh, th- I mean this is by far my least favorite song on the album um, I-, I don't I wouldn't say I, I guess I wouldn't say that it, it's bad, but it's pretty fucking close. Um the beat for me is whatever. Uh the Nas's flow on this song to me just doesn't sound very good. Um I definitely don't like the fucking chorus. And this song starts off so fucking obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, it's so magic. yeah. It's almatic, so yeah. It's so huh? Like just shut the fuck up. Just get into it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't think you like hip-hop, Dennis. <laughs> I know that.
1: <laughs> there hasn't been one guitar solo. <laughs> hey, dude, we, had a cor- that, we had a cornet, that cornet solo. Solos been fucking, I've been riding that high this whole time. Yeah, I don't have much else to say about that one, really. Yeah, I mean, like it has good lyrics, but, I mean, so does every other fucking song. I mean, it's just kind of, this is the least good one. This one is not more of the same. Like, a lot of these are kind of like um, okay, but melancholy, yeah. and this one is not. This one, it breaks the pace up, and I like that. Well, I don't think it does it in a good way. I think I, it's a step back. I, I think it's a very good way. Agree to disagree?
0: Different opinions. No.
1: <laughs> no? Disagree to disagree. <laughs> I don't even know what that means.
0: Oh, you guys want to talk about represent?
2: I would love to. <laughs> uh, this is another one. Don't remember it.
1: This one really. This is this is where like the fucking energy kind of comes up.
0: Uh, yeah, I uh, I I like this one. It's um the, the beat is similar. I I can't, I cannot help but think of this one fucking thing though. Every time I hear it, I like the beat. It's you know fits within the context of the rest of the album of what we heard so far. It's kind of eerie, you know, creeping a little weird, but. Those fucking what's that the uh, I could sing the melody. It's a <laughs> that's
1: dude, Thief of Baghdad.
0: Okay, dude, that shit reminds me of
1: Harry Potter. Yeah. I can hear <laughs> like that. It's,
0: like it's it's fucking it's fucking Harry Potter. That, <laughs> it's
1: it, it's spooky. It's spooky, but I feel like the energy of this song goes up. And I think the album really fucking needed it because it's kind of been a snooze fest.
0: Yeah. I, I like the, uh, it was
1: one time for your mind, a snooze, a snoozer, uh, because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the opposite of a snoozer though. You could say you don't like it. It's annoying. Annoying. How do you, uh, yeah, whatever. All right.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I am, um, uh, this song, I think this is why I didn't say that New York state of mind was the, the hardest song on the album. I think that this one kind of takes that place.
1: This one's the darkest sounding it's spooky or yeah. Harry, you know, it's, well, it's Hogwartsy. Well, and just,
0: <laughs> and just lyrically, like it's, it's really interesting. He's talking about um, how, you know, it, it's on the surface. It's kind of just about growing up, like in the projects and doing, you know, fucked up shit. Even from when he was like a kid, he's talking about like robbing candy stores and stuff, mm-hmm. but like, but it, it's, uh, the underlying thing that I feel like the point he's trying to get across is how like he's ta- he's comparing that to how he his mental state while he's like going into like the rap world and like how that cycle of like you know doing things in that way is hard to break. Like it, it, I don't know, that's an interesting trying like, to go legit. It, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, like and it, it's not even like he really contemplates like that he wants to go legit it it, but it doesn't say like oh i'm gonna like fuck shit up in this or whatever it's more just like talking about his environment and how it got him to where he's at and like uh yeah i don't know it's it's an it's another really really interesting one um in terms of the lyrics and uh just gives you some insight into like his mentality um i also really like how the beat changes up in the chorus like when they go into that the, the gang vocal thing too and uh i don't
1: know yeah This is one of my favorites. You like? Okay, so you like the gang vocal? I do. Yeah. I. uh, Other than this song also having fucking banter (laughs) that I don't like, um, the chorus to me is really fucking funny. Like it kind of ups the energy, but there's like one uh, hype man like in the background where he just goes, "Reaper," I was like, "What? What? (laughs) Is that fucking Carlos Mencia? Like, what the fuck was that?" (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just fucking
2: hilarious little do you know that's actually carlos mencia's like origin story uh yeah carlos mencia is a real one he's like i he's like listen guys i did D on nas
0: <laughs> <laughs> on Nas's classic album ilmatic
1: this one this one's also I, I will say this is my second least favorite song on the album after one time for your mind because some of it just kind of doesn't work for me, or I'm just clueless of what the fuck he's talking about. The um, word would be hype, right? Not yeah. this rocks, it's hype. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sure. Well, yeah. Ill. Yeah, ill. There it's the supreme sure. ill. It's the most ill. All right. Um, it's the last verse. Um, I'll just skip, skip a line because it's irrelevant, but before the BDP conflict with MC Shan, I have no idea what he's talking about, around the time when Shantae dissed the real Roxanne again, no fucking idea what he's talking so about. How he's talking about when the blue putty boys is the bdp thing where scott LaRocque was shot uh, is that what does that have to do with mc mc shan like i, I don't, don't know. mc shan i don't know i don't know anything about that i know like scott hey, la died but open your mind read a book i'm i'm not i Take don't care look. to i don't care to look into this stuff well then, then you'll why you'll do you bring know. it up that it bothers you i don't know what the fuck he's talking about He's talking about. I don't listen. Shit. I don't listen to music and then this hear shit. lyrics that I need to fucking do research on. It's like shit that, that sucks. It's shit that he cares about. I don't think it. But I don't care about it. Then and why? I'm, why does it bother you that you don't know what he's talking about? Because it. I get zero enjoyment out of that. Just um, confused. For for people that do know what that means, they go, "Oh yeah, okay." And they but they I'm like not that. one of those people. Then and this is my opinion. <laughs> that, that's fine. I can't I mean I can't play devil's advocate and just assume that this is great because somebody knows what he's talking about, but not me. Like, I don't I, think I, it's great. I just assume he's talking about something that I don't know about. Yeah. Uh, okay. But it doesn't it, it it really does not like I looked it up. No <laughs> <laughs> Spill the beans, Nick. Spill the beans. Four different I don't remember on this
0: that. one in particular. I didn't I didn't write it down, but I mean most of the stuff I didn't understand, I just looked it up.
1: I didn't care enough to. There's too many things. I, I did. I'm i not going to spend an entire afternoon looking up the I think, references I don't understand. I think if you don't understand it, that's your problem and not his. Uh, I think it, I mean, that's a problem with music that it's not relatable. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure he's trying to make like pop music. I don't, it th- does, does pop music's not the only kind of music that's relatable? I mean, why would I listen to music that I don't relate to I at think, all? I, I, I mean, I don't think you can say that Nas Ilmatic is not relatable to a lot of people, just not Dennis. Yeah, not Dennis and a whole lot of other people. Okay, uh, I mean, do you relate to this? No, but I think it's a good song. Okay, I don't know what the stuff means, but I'm not going to go. What is he saying? That's why would I have to fucking research it? I, I it's it's a s- solid impression of me. That's exactly what I sound that like. Is what you sound like. Mm. I, I, I mean, I think you're. Uh, nitpicking really really deep about one line that you don't get I'm not nitpicking really deep it's rap music it's very lyrical I mean I don't have anything to really grasp onto other than the lyrics if I don't understand a part I'd look at the next part I, I mean, <laughs> just skip it I, huh I don't think you have to understand everything he's saying to say I like the lyrics but I, I mean I don't understand around half of the references he's making and I mean that's that's kind of a problem I mean, the sure. m- music should be, you know, generally relatable. This is only relatable to a certain, certain group of people. I mean, I'm not from New York. I didn't grow up black. I don't know what the hell he's talking about with all these references. I guess the, I just don't listen to it, I guess.
2: Uh, well, I kind of couldn't avoid that. Th- this is one I a hundred percent do disagree with you on in that lyrics have to be fully relatable and understandable by everybody. That just seems so limiting and like
1: there, I mean, there's plenty of music I listen to where they'll say something that, no, that's not really for me, but this is a big portion of this album. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't relate to it. I don't, it's just, don't it's, really it's, care it's, about it. It's to put you in a different mindset and to expand. If you don't know what it means and you're interested in learning, then you would look it up. If you don't and you're not interested, then don't listen to it. I mean, I won't listen to it again, but I couldn't avoid listening to it. <laughs> Sure, because we were doing it for this fucking episode. That's fine. I apologize for the impression of you, but also I just I fully disagree. Why? Because maybe it was rude. (laughs) Maybe I got a little heated. (laughs) It was a little rude. It was probably rude. Hmm. I apologize, but I disagree with you, and I think that um, I'm a. You're making a bigger thing out of. Think I'm a big doo doo head, huh? A little bit, hmm. a big stupid doo-doo hit. <laughs> <head. laughs> a little bit. I think you stink.
0: <laughs> We're putting Dennis t- 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 on the stinkers list.
1: Oh, speaking of uh, what was it? Hall of stinkers. I go on the record. I'm nominating one time for your mind. No Abs- fucking way. That's Ooh. a no fucking, fucking way. stinker. That's a great song. It's I funny. don't.
0: I don't even. I don't even like it that much compared to the rest of the album. But I wouldn't put it on the stinkers list. It is my favorite on the
1: album. I think it's the stinkiest
0: vetoed Dennis. I've said my piece. But yeah, um no um so uh anything else about uh represent Reap <laughs>
1: Reap yeah. He shout out champagne He shouts out Big Celo too. Oh CeeLo I'm Green it's Cee-Lo Green. I didn't yeah, know I I reckon i when Who's I heard that, I that too he was like li- from the diamond. I was like, is that is he's from the south, right? Like from, from Atlanta or something? The Dawn, I think is what it's I, the Dawn I might be wrong. I think he does say the Dawn, but um
0: yeah, I never, I never looked that up to see who that was, but yeah, I thought of CeeLo Green too. But I would assume it's CeeLo
1: Green. I know he has a long career, but yeah, I wouldn't know. The, the lyrics don't provide any of that part of the song, so I don't know. But yeah, I assumed it was CeeLo Green. Yeah, could be, could be. That's just one where I went. Yeah, I know that name. Yeah. Yes, thank you. That was a reference I understood. Very relatable. <laughs> All right, you guys you wanna... get one point. <laughs> you guys, can... you guys, when I go to the closing track, uh, it ain't hard to tell. Yeah, let's get into this one. Okay, This is my nominee for the Hall of Bangers. This is the best fucking song on the album. It is really good. Um, it's perfect for a hip-hop song. <laughs> really? I, don't have, I
0: don't have a fucking bad thing to say about it. Damn. That's, I mean, it is different in the sense that it's, I don't know. it that It's hard to describe because it fits on the album really perfectly, I feel. But it's also like, it is different. Like, just the way he approaches the lyrics and there's not even really like a chorus. (laughs) Like, you know, it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's, I I do really like this. Um, uh, he kind of just goes off in lyrics at the end of this. Um, Mm and in, in in a really good way. Um, I don't know. Um, uh, this one,
1: this one, uh, vocally and lyrically reminded me of Rakim. And that's probably my favorite rapper. I
0: think he, he gets that comparison a lot. Like, uh, at least, like uh, people would were calling him that before he even released this record. They were like comparing him to Ruckham a
1: lot. Kind of chill, smart guy.
0: Yeah, which I, I mean, I totally see. Um, uh, I, I will say there's there's a lot of lines in this one that really grab me. There's one that he says, it's it's like the end of a stanza where he says, "Um, not stories by Aesop," and I was like is he talking about like the fairy tales, you know? Like, <laughs> And so I, I like looked that up. That is what he's referencing. And I think that that's so that like one line in itself is, is interesting because it's like, Oh, he's talking about like how the lessons he instills don't have like such a simple moral, like, you know, answer. And like, <laughs> it's like, it's a, there's so much shit like that on this song that you can just like go super deep on. And it's all like, <clears throat> I think, um, you know, we talked about before, like, how his flow is really good, but sometimes uh, he he lingers more on, like, a stream of conscious type thing where, like, you know, he can say, like, a couple things about something and then he moves on to something else, you know, and, like, it's all, like, tangentially related, but it's not, like, you know, one specific thing. This one I feel like is, is super, super well thought out, like, the entire time, um, like, very on purpose. There's actually a really great video of him from, like, just a couple years ago. Sitting down with a Harvard professor, analyze like a Harvard professor of poetry, and they're just talking about lines in this song. And like, and it's like him and an old white lady just talking about (laughs) this shit. And like, it's, but it's really good. Like, and I mean, like, and they, and they get, they, they they bounce off each other, like, like the points of like what he means. And like, and she's like, well, you know, were you talking about this? And he's like, yeah, no, that's it. You know, like it's, it's really interesting. Um, question.
1: Yeah. Did he give her an N
0: word pass? (laughs) It never came up. Not, not in the video. <laughs> but uh but yeah, no, um damn, dude. Yeah, I guess the more that I think about it, this one does hit the hardest, I think, lyrically.
1: Uh I would yeah. Shit, I would call it a banger. I um uh, I wouldn't say. I think it's a good song. I'm not going to put it in banger territory. Fuck you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I would my
1: vote for banger is
2: uh Memory Lane. Sitting in See that's the
0: other one that I would put up there, that or or New York State of Mind, all three of those I would call bangers. Uh, that's hard. I would call this one a banger though. I didn't really think about that beforehand, but like I did have a lot of notes on like just how much I liked the lyrics and stuff. You know, like it. Uh,
1: this this know. is the best beat on the album. The too, beat's for me. really good. The yeah. the two fucking Michael Jackson samples, and the, oh, those are Michael Jackson samples. Yeah, I from Human Nature, and the, the vocal part where he goes
3: da 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 da
1: but they fucking manipulate it to where it sounds very choral like it's a fucking keyboard going. Yeah. Sounds fucking perfect. And then there's some saxophone from a cool gang song. It is really good. I like that song a lot. I too enjoy the song. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a banger, and you, you know, know it.
0: it. So go on. Dennison, Nick's private banger list. Yeah.
1: That's not a thing.
0: It it's is. A, it's like the secret it, it's like what what do they call that at the like Starbucks and shit or secret, menu, secret menu, it's a secret menu. I don't you have to ask about it. Yeah. And we go, we don't know what you're talking about as we serve it to you.
3: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: But yeah, anything else about this
1: one, guys, Are we going to wrap it up. All right. I just like to point out that the final uh, verse of his, where he says, Naz's raps should be locked in the cell. It ain't <laughs> hard to tell. That's a pretty good way to fucking end an album. Badass. Yeah. Cause he started by saying,
2: back from the dungeons of rap
0: straight out the fucking dungeons of rap
2: yeah now back in the rap cell
0: full circle
1: Mm -hmm. and then the train train starts again
0: that is a great uh way to end it yeah it's It's a a great song
1: we call it a mobius strip
2: strong Strong ending ending. who's we scientists Hmm.
0: all right well uh i guess let's let's wrap it on up we'll go to overalls and ratings i'm uh We'll go around the table like usual. I'll go last. Um, oh boy, I, I get to go first. <laughs> yeah.
3: Mm,
1: okay. Um, Set the bar low. Uh, <laughs> well, Dennis, just say I don't like rap, and then let Max talk. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I will open up with that. I very much dislike the majority of rap music. Um, I do not dislike this album, though. Um, I, I mean, when you hear about this album and it's just like. Oh, man, it's a classic. It's so many people say best hip hop album ever. I just I don't hear that shit at all. Uh, This is this is pretty overrated. It's it's very competent and it does a lot of things well, but it also just kind of bungles a lot of stuff and doesn't really sound particularly unique. Um, I think a lot of things on this album sound pretty old school. And he's kind of just wearing his influences on his sleeve and they don't sound too like dissimilar from older rappers. I mean, I've mentioned big daddy Kane, Rakim. Um There's a few other ones like eighties rappers that just it's, it's pretty fucking similar. Um, I think the album is pretty low energy for the majority of it. Um, it gets like a little bit of a pickup when the chorus to represent comes in, but I don't really care for that song that much. Um, and I kind of get bored with the album like halfway through until it ain't hard to tell comes on and it's like an exclamation point to end it. Um, I think this album sounds very, very consistent for having multiple different producers. I think that's a really, you know, that's quite an achievement. Um, and I think this album kind of, kind of popularized that method in hip hop music to have multiple different producers. Cause that kind of, that trend kind of took off after Illmatic, Um, yeah, uh, Nas is a, he's, he's a good lyricist. I mean, I I really can't fault him on anything. His flow is good and he's got a nice tone of voice. And I mean, uh, that's one of the most important things when you listen to rap music, it's what the rapper's doing. Uh, I I really can't fault him on a whole lot of stuff. Um, uh, like I've been mentioning before, I don't understand a lot of references in the lyrics. I mean, whether it's about New York things, uh, slang, I don't get. Or just like Black American culture, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty clueless on a lot of it, um, and I mean it's not really an enjoyable listening experience to me. Um, I mean there's several really just outlandish like similes that he makes in some songs. Halftime, uh, in particular, it, I mean it kind of grabs your attention when you're listening to it, but I, is it good? I don't know. It's just kind of like a kind of absurd thing to say. Like I really don't know. Um, I'm not really a big fan of sampling. Um, It just kind of comes off as a novelty to me. And it's kind of just a mashup of stuff. Um, And the way they do it on this album, the majority of it, it just comes off pretty repetitive. I mean, it's the same beat looped over and over again very little variation. And when it comes in, it's just kind of like usually an instrument will drop out and then come back in, or there's some record scratching. And it's like, that's not really good enough for me. Um, I mean, I don't dislike it and I kind of just give it like a, a soft pass. So I rated it a 65.
0: Fair enough. Nice.
1: Yeah. Mix. Um,
2: I liked this quite a bit. Uh, it didn't, it didn't stand out to me as much as I hoped it would, or as much as I expected it to. Really, um, a lot of it was kind of in one ear, out the other. Just lots of it, it. I think that may be because of the, the scratchy, sleepy jazz atmosphere of it, which I like a lot. I like it while it's playing. Um, I just have a lot of trouble remembering it um, after it's done,
1: but. You, you like jazz though don't you yeah you like at least a little bit of jazz you've talked to me about herbie hancock i love herbie hancock okay so is the issue like the fact that they're just looping the jazz sample over and over again when you listen to jazz i mean it's the variety and just like the you jazz, know they're improvising i mean they, you, they don't jazz. do the same thing just saying jazz is like kind of broad like i think i think i like, like they do improvise a lot well good jazz yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, and that's that's missing from this because it's, it's jazzy. Yeah, that's I think I like jazz. when they take the cool bits and bobs
2: from jazz songs and fiddle faddle with them and do something different. <coughs> fiddle faddle. <laughs> I think that's what I like more than straight up listening to jazz. Hmm. Um. But yeah, I I liked this. Um. I don't. Again, I I've been kind of quiet this episode. I don't just don't have a lot to say about it. Um it's something I can see myself listening to again. Um particularly like I said uh uh Memory Lane. Um I really really liked that song a lot. Um Yeah, just don't have a lot to say. Overall, I give this album a 70.
1: Very cool. Nice cool score. Thank you, Brett. So I uh I think like Technically, in every way, this album is very, very good, and it's very listenable, and uh, I can see how it's like a pillar in the genre, um, and like Dennis was saying, it sounds like a lot of stuff that came before it, but I also think it has its own soul and vibe, like I think it's a lot darker than Rakim, Eric B. and Rakim, or you know, whatever, BDP or whatever it's sounding like. Um so I think like I said when I saw what year it was from I went oh it seems early to me just to my ears not that I'm super well educated in hip hop but um uh so but but a lot of it um does kind of uh go I I kind of got fatigued after a few songs kind of same as Dennis and Max um and it's not like I don't enjoy the vibe, like the dark kind of cool grooves, but it's a lot more, um, I guess it, it requires a lot more cognitive, like effort to listen and hear what he's actually saying and to stick with it. And I think the kind of hip hop that I like is the more I, I would tend to gravitate to more like bombastic or funky or like, I don't know, hardcore shit, I suppose. Um, but that's not to say that this is bad or unoriginal. Um, I think it's really good. And I, I listened to it a bunch of times and I never had a problem. Um, so I'd give it, I give it a 79. Cool. Cool.
0: Um, take us home, Nick. Yeah. To all of your points, I kind of feel the opposite. (laughs) Um, I, uh, really enjoy the fact that the music is not as bombastic and it's more chill and kind of non-attention grabbing in a way that it makes you, or at least made me focus on him as an MC and what he's saying and kind of what you were saying, Brett, where, uh, you know, it requires a lot of attention to detail. This shit fell right up my alley. Like, I mean, like I, I went deep into it, you know, and, uh, really appreciate it, you know? And, um, I really, uh, I don't know the tone of that. Like just being like kind of like this, like somewhat eerie, laid back, jazzy thing with like a lot of uh, soul and and story, just resonated with me really well. Um, I don't know uh, how to d- describe it because like I mean like I like some more bombastic hip-hop or even some more just like obnoxious hip-hop you know like every now and then um but this shit is like like i mean i've heard stuff kind of like this before but like this is like right up my alley for stuff that i would like in my personal time in terms of if i was going to listen to hip-hop um just the atmosphere and uh it ain't hard to tell why this album was so influential to me. Um, but, um, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> um, I said it about a, a ton of the songs, but you know, uh, lyrically and, and the atmosphere, it puts you right where Nas like wants you to be, gets you gripped into his story. Um, I, I, I agree with Dennis too. in the fact that like, uh, it's, it's kind of incredible how many producers were on this album and how much, how well it flows. Together, um, that's quite the accomplishment, I think. Uh, just that they were all on the same wavelength with, like, I guess, like, or with Nas, I guess, with what he wanted to do with this album. Nas was like, "All right, it's a little spooky," <laughs>
2: and he it's said, "We got said, you."
0: <laughs> I, I think <laughs> the gotta, the only like real misstep for me, and I I, I hesitate to even call it like a full blown misstep, but it's uh it's just it just halftime doesn't really work for me a lot of the time a lot of the time. And, um, but yeah, it it just doesn't give me as much to uh, chew on as the rest of the album. Um, you know, I, I guess if, if if I had to fault it for anything like super specific, I would say that, you know, you, you could argue that it's not very diverse, but it doesn't overstay. It's welcome to me. And I never like had a hard time getting through it. Not even once, you know? Um, so I don't know. I gave it an 81. I really like this. Um, this was kind of, you know, in in my, in my venturing into hip hop more, um, I feel like I'm, I'm at the point where I'm starting to get more specific with what I like, you know, and, and, uh, this is definitely the direction I want to go, but I'm also hesitant because I've heard other stuff that, you know, is kind of moody and, uh, a bit more heady and I don't want to go too much headier than this, <laughs> you know, like, because that's when you get into like Aesop rock and, you know, shit that I need a dictionary for. So you like, like Hobson. I do like Hobson. Yeah. Yeah. He, he kind of, he kind of fits that bill for me. But the so, thing with Hobson though too, is like, who's that big,
1: big one that did the song about how he's trying to get like cool with the gang. So they fucking immortal, backed up his mom
2: Immortal and, technique
1: Immortal, immortal technique.
2: technique. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's crazy.
0: Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I, Hobson is, some of his shit I I really, really like, but he's kind of a mixed bag for everything that I've heard. And I've listened to like two of his albums in full and it was like something that I didn't really go back to except for like very specific tracks every now and then. But I'm sure he's got some other stuff that I would really enjoy. I just know a couple of the, I,
1: I remember you showing me, uh, one song that he did with music video where he was like in a courtroom.
0: Yeah, that was one of his ill minds. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I was like, oh this guy's this guy's pretty good. And then I checked out his other stuff and it was fucking terrible. Yeah, like I said, he's kind of a mixed bag for me too. Like I listened to that fucking like one of his early songs. I think it was called like Sag My Pants.
0: Oh yeah. That no, song yeah.
1: stinks. Yeah, that song kind of sucks. Not big on it. What was what's that one he did about the fucking like Asian massage parlor, giving him like a oh, hand job or something. It was
2: called like yellow fever or something. It was,
1: that's you uber, can't say that. That's it a was f- awful, t- oh, awful.
2: Oh, awful song. Happy ending. That's yeah, what it was yeah. That's it. I've never heard awful.
0: Of I had to check that. It out. was really bad. <laughs> no, but, uh, Oh, and, uh, real quick for the listeners, fun facts about this record real fast. Um, uh, there's a great documentary on Netflix <laughs> called uh, time is Omatic" that talks yes. about literally the making of this album. If you're interested um, interviews with Nas and his family and all the people associated with making this album. Uh, Shout out to the folks in Netflix. Thanks for getting that up on there. Thanks for sponsoring this episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, thanks to Simply Safe. Yeah. And also, um, uh, it was just this year, 2021, Um, this album got preserved in the Library of Congress. Wow. That's pretty cool. I just cool. read that today, actually. I didn't know that. So Interesting. Biden. Joe Biden's like hell yeah he's like he's like time my I- fellow americans <laughs> time is ill this
1: is the science of ill
0: look here jack <laughs>
1: make america ill-matic that was the again. best impression so far that was really good <laughs> like,
0: time is ill but yeah no um uh yeah no i i'm i'm glad we did this
1: um it was a cool one. Um, uh, it was worth listening to. I had planned yep. on purchasing it, and then you picked it. And I was like, oh, I better buy it. And uh, honestly, I only paid like 8 or $9 for it. But if it had been like $15, i would probably be disappointed in myself because I didn't <laughs> like it that much. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I, I This was a good buy for me. I, uh, I said, I'll, I'll probably venture down this road more, uh, even if not with Nas himself, but you know, with just more stuff styled like this, I think. Um, I mean,
1: you might as well check out the next album.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: I, I, I definitely will. See, when I uh, listen to rap, I want to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about a
2: little band called Insane Clown Posse.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> too scary. That's
2: creepy. Look them up. You're going to like
0: it. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, yeah, that does it for Oh, wait. Um, uh, what was the score?
1: Sorry. Uh, the final score was uh 73.75%, which ranks it at number 7. Number 7 not. It, what's Out of it how number, many do we got above? now? It is under Pagan's Mine, Celestial Entrance, which has seventy eight and a half. (laughs) Fair enough, guys. And it is just over (laughs) Yeah, those guys shred. Eat a peach by the Almond Brothers, which is at seventy three and a half percent. I like how stupid this list is. Sorry, Mountain Jam. It's not (laughs) stupid, it's diverse. I, I'm actually
0: proud at how diverse it is for for, <laughs> for what we've done in only like what well, how many is this now 12? 12. 12 episodes yeah and see so that that's not bad um so yeah um that was my pick for this week guys um uh, next week is going to be Brett um I uh, guess we'll play the guessing game
1: uh give us some hints or so I'm uh, I'm also going the the route we're uh, uh, a genre that we haven't done yet yeah for, mm. the, for the most part I
0: mean we technically um, did hip hop but you know
1: yeah yes. Uh, so anyways,
2: <laughs> I can't believe I forgot to mention Macho Man again <laughs> <Happy> too <clears throat> so
1: this is uh it's I'll say it's a genre that especially Max has shown an insane level of uh lack of awareness too in a past episode uh, blues Yes, blues, okay so. Are we, are we know, talking just talking like original blues guys. original blues or are we talking like white boy blues original original I, I, I mean BB King Classic Wave Miles Davis No what the fuck is that you, what is that I'm going to
2: slug you right in the I'm face saying? What are you what are you doing Max? Is he blues what is the that jazz you, Okay Max.
1: do your best and name some blues guys <laughs> Gary Moore Yeah technically <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Keep going You pick the widest one though uh,
2: I remember Muddy Waters yeah, was one. Uh, you could just start throwing words together, and you might get it. Uh, you got uh, them River Boys,
1: buddy, guy. I don't know. <laughs> is it Yellow River Boys? No, it's, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> this is this isn't like a studio album. This is a studio album. It's a Howlin' Wolf. Yes. Oh, okay. Moaning at midnight. Is, does it have Smokestack Lightning on it? The fuck is yes. that? Okay. So. Yeah, I I mean we'll we'll get into it, but I <laughs> could okay, just throw together some words you might get. Yes Bing so. Bong Adams. That's what we're doing. Classic bluesman. What's it called? Howlin' wolf moanin' at midnight. Boy,
2: this is some crazy stuff you picking.
1: <laughs> that was kind of Max
0: good. in the next episode. I've just never heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a badass name though, Howlin' Wolf. I think you'll like this. It's like is Ori- spooky? Original darkness. Fucking get into here like the next episode and Max is like his encyclopedic
1: knowledge of fucking blues and shit. I just bought a tiny acoustic guitar. <laughs> three strings missing. <laughs> made, made a deal with the devil by the railroad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so this I guess will, that's it.
2: This will be one of the oldest albums I've ever really listened to. There you go. 1959.
0: Nice. Cool. All right. Well, uh yeah, we're going to do that uh, and uh yeah until next time um uh find us on whatever social media we have of and we'll, uh, we'll throw in a stinger yeah yeah so it. listen to that cool yeah we'll we'll do that instead um but yeah um uh yeah that's uh, it we'll see wait, you guys hang, next hang, time
1: wait 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 what what did you say the album's called moaning at midnight moaning in the moonlight moaning in the moonlight that's what i meant that's a compilation no it's not i'm looking at it right now that's his first album. I'm is looking first, at it and it says it's a
2: compilation. Moaning in the Moonlight is the
1: first album recorded by
2: American blues artist Helen Wolf in 1959. I'm looking at it right now. It says compilation
1: recorded 1951 to 1959. So that's what albums were then. They were a bunch of tracks they put together. Mungo Jerry was the same way. Also, sorry, it's Moaning in the Moonlight, everybody. We should, probably, we should just redo it. <laughs> just say it right. And I don't you go. Think we can. What I'm
0: picking, guys, is Moaning in the Moonlight. And we all go, oh. <laughs> wow yeah just say that surprise no, we're, we're not no I'm not it's gonna cool All fine, right, whatever we're human
2: um, we love you a lot
0: and uh, we hope you're staying cool out there fuck you know bye alright guys uh, yeah we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time on musical squares have a good one